When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons at ThereWillBeDungeons.com with Scott, Kristen, Bo, Kyle, and John. And we're back, everybody. Welcome back. I'm going to start things with a quick email before we get started. Uh, comes to us from Thomas Chambers, who sent us a uh, poem of sorts sung to the tune of the Brady Bunch theme. Are you ready? Are you going to sing it, Scott? Yeah. Well, yes. Okay. okay. Please. Here's how it goes. There, uh, here's a story of a lizard man thing named Varel who liked to hunt alone. It's the story of the tiefling girl Hope who wants to travel in time. And then there's Stanley who may or may not have a mustache. Also, there's Nash. He doesn't have a thing. I think they mean penis. Till the one day, I'll say, till the one day that these adventurers met. He's got this all wrong in terms of the song and where it goes. <laughs> and they knew hey, it Jeff. was, they knew it was much more than a hunch. So some, somehow this band must form a party. And that's the way they all became the, ah, ah, get it off, get it off, kill it with fire, bok, bok, get off him, down, down. Anyway, I wanted to say I really enjoy the show and keep watching. Thanks, Thomas from Missouri. There you go. That's nice. That's the worst yeah. email I've ever read, but also kind that of awesome. Great. Uh, well done, Thomas. Thank you for that. If you'd like to send your own emails in, you can do it by going to the website, therewillbedungeons.com, and just click right up on top where it says contact, and we'll answer the call. All right. Let's dive right in today. I now yeah, I, uh, pass it to oh, Bo. has got a little something before the uh, before got, the got recap. Got a bit of errata from last week. All right. We had a few play mistakes, and the more astute of you, we're not shy to point it out. Please keep the feedback coming. I do appreciate it. Um, Thunderwave. Uh, Thunderwave last week, Scott, we cast a 300% range. It's a 15-foot uh, square centered on you, not 15 feet out from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 3x3 three three square, not a 6x6 well, six six or whatever we did. So just going forward, keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, we, you know, It was over-tuned last week. Yeah. Um, the other thing was last week, uh, you guys wanted to take a long rest before... Uh, bad event happened that we'll get to shortly um and i had said you'd only been up for three or four hours in fact you would i uh, listened back and you had walked the entire daylight day through the desert to reach the black mine so it's more like you've been up 12 to 14 hours and rest is wow. eligible at this point no oh, um uh, the now the international physics society reached out to me from several of its members <laughs> to point out that <laughs> objects in free fall fall at the same rate and last week uh, Varel and John were, were on the elevator, and uh, I decided to say it was falling faster than them. And mm. uh, apparently, this is not physically possible. Now, it is a magical world, but it's still Earth. And uh, I appreciate pointing it out, and I'll keep that in mind for the future. Nice. My apologies to physicists everywhere. <laughs> I like um, this. This is really good. This is good. Cor- <laughs> corrections for the week. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is John's. Uh, I also did damage to John's rapier last week. Well, um, I had Varel's flame aura do it. 
Um, but we actually discovered that um, we were looking at how much AC and hit points it should have, but we actually discovered that Varel's aura doesn't harm... F- uh, it harms creatures only. It, it includes friendly creatures, but it's creatures only. And the sword being an object does not count. So rules is written. The sword is safe while floating around Varel in his fire, happy rage. <laughs> that's it. That's the that's the that's all the corrections I had. But uh, if we do something, we're all learning the game, so I'm always open for feedback. If, if I made a call and you know I need to be corrected for a going forward reference, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, and that's it. Now we're renaming my to... ability. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bo, give us a recap. What happened last time? <laughs> uh, previously on there will be dungeons. The heroes hot on the trail of Thailander. Uh, decided to jump down a giant shaft of 999 floors length in the Black Mine. They landed on an elevator looking for some miners who apparently had overthrown the dwarven slavers uh, below in the mine, only to find that the place was overrun with the undead. And seconds later, the undead attacked them after John had yelled up with his megaphone, Hey, send elevator up! And they fought for what seemed like an hour on the elevator going up. Once they reached near the top, they called to Scrolly Oilbeard and told him, hey, bring the elevator up. And Scrolly said, "Eh, there's undead down there, no thanks, and sent the elevator careening back down. Uh, While they were defending, while the party was defending themselves from the undead, Nash decided to cast Thunderwave, which we've already established was cast way high of a power level, knocking a chain loose and sending the elevator into freefall. The party fell and zombies all around them, and they thought all hope was lost, but John, at the last moment, cast Featherfall. And they sunk into a pool of blood from all the zombies falling. There were hundreds. Uh, once they swam out, uh, they took some time to uh, get themselves together before journeying on. But their journey was quite short as they reached a dead end. After some investigation, Hope suspected a secret entrance was available in the room and found herself a secret lever in the wall. Thinking she had solved the puzzle, she went to pull the lever, only to spring a rock trap. Fortunately for her, she's quick on her feet and ran out of the room before the rocks could get her, but the rest of her party, including Tickles the dog who had joined them for the zombie elevator fight, were crushed by a massive amount of rock and boulder that fell from the ceiling. We now continue with our adventures on There Will Be Dungeons. Oh my, sorry, there's this then. Oh, well done, everybody. All right, Bo. All right, so you are uh, Hope. <laughs> I am. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm addressing. I'm addressing Hope. <laughs> so, got it. Okay. So Hope, you are. Um, you've turned around after the hearing and seeing the rocks fall to find Varel, Nash, and Stanley and Tickles underneath a pile of rock. You see their limbs. It wasn't a massive amount of rock, but there were there were rocks there. They're all covered in it, and they look like they're barely conscious. You see Varel's head and blood running from his teeth from the pile of rocks in the center of this room. There is still clearance to move around the sides of the room. It hasn't filled up the room completely, um, but there are a pile of rocks about uh, three, you know, three square feet surface area where the rocks are covering. Um, again, the walls are cavernous, dark, and damp. 
one might say moist. I know that Scott likes that word. Love the word moist. Um, and, it's the best. And, and um, you know, the air is thick and heavy, but it's cool down here. All right. I'll find Varel and I'll start working to get the rocks off of him since he's got the strength of the group. Okay. All right. Uh, so there, you notice there's one big rock on his chest. Mostly there's a lot of little stones, but there's one big one pinning him in. Uh, if you'd like to move it, um, let's make a strength check, please. It's a one. <laughs> starting to get off strong, everybody. No, no right. I will not be no. defeated by rocks this day. I will do it myself. So, Varel, uh, this rock has pinned you in, and it, it hurts you further, and you suffer uh, two points of damage. That sounds like a DM who doesn't want you lifting your own rock. It, the rock shifts up and it's now uncomfortably resting on your neck and your chest. Or before it was just on your chest. <laughs> I require aid. I thought you didn't want any uh, aid, Varel. I'm covering the rocks in my throat. I, I gotta push it again with a nine. I'll help. Okay, the rock doesn't budge from your pushing hook. Uh, you're going to help make your roll there, Boril? I got 10. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you managed to very, very, with great difficulty, uh, sort of shift the rock all across your neck, just pinning you in, and it hurts, and it takes a solid five minutes. And eventually you get the rock to roll down the side, freeing your upper, upper body and head and arms. You hear moaning from below, and it's Nash and, and, and Stanley. Uh, it on. They can't help themselves. Oh. They're just like, Ugh. all right. I'll go to the nearest, who, the nearest one, and start unloading the rocks. What rocks I can? No, okay. no, no. Let, perhaps, perhaps I should. I, I should. There was an under the rocks. I had an experience, and you know, you're very strong of spirit, but perhaps your pushing adds more weight. But what if I move the rocks? I know I can move, Varel. Oh, well, that's fine. I'll take the big ones, though. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, your legs are still pinned into the rocks. Varel. Oh, so I'm just sitting up? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I will be with you shortly. <laughs> uh, and you hear like a... So, Stanley, there's something like dirty and 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 doesn't feel like rock like it's fleshy but it's hard uh covering your mouth Ew. it's like, it's like and it's, it, you're trying to speak but every time you try to speak it's just you've got like a, you're muzzled <laughs> if there's something fleshy over my mouth uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm not opening the mouth okay you're not opening your mouth yeah no no Could stanley's it... not letting that get anywhere near where am i in this it's, scenario it's coarse. It's coarse and it's like scratching you. Okay. It doesn't have a bunch Can of. Can I move bumps. my arms at all? Can I try to pull it? No, your your, your arms are pinned under rock, and in fact, you 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 are in excruciating amount of pain at the moment. You're pretty certain something's broken. Maybe it's your own flesh. All right, Varel, uh, you gonna try and get out of the remaining rock? Yes, I will clear my feet, so I may okay. stand. Twenty three. All right, perfect. You kick off a bunch of rocks. And in the process of doing it, you kick Stanley's head. Apparently, your foot was pressed up against his face. <laughs> and then you uncover Stanley's head and just in the pile of rocks there. Oh, uh, you can now speak freely, Stanley. Help! <laughs> Stanley, Stanley! Are you okay? Hold on, Stanley. I'm sorry. 
I'm beginning to think that was not the lever we should have pulled. Uh, the door opened, but it was Thailander's lever, and we need to remember well that he is a tricksy man with cheap tricks. You look at the door and you see that it's not open. Then why did we pull the lever? It's the only <laughs> lever I found! No one else found a lever in the wall! I stand I'm throwing oh, rocks now. Yes, I'm really upset, upset with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, roll some strength rolls. <laughs> However many you want. Wow, all of us? I'm in the things No, though. no, Varel and Hope, the ones that are mobile. Seven. Okay. Fifteen. Alright, so, um, so you still throw some rocks around angrily and they spread around the room, easing uh, your ability to free uh, Stanley and Nash and Tickles from where they are. Is Tickles alive? Uh, you see, you look around and uh, you see Tickles' limbs, but they're not moving. Under some rocks. We should find Nash first. I agree. Oh. <laughs> uh, eight strength check. And a little. Okay. Line. Yeah. So Nash has a couple of rocks. Uh, he's lying um, face down. He's got a couple of rocks on his back, and he's kind of looks like he's flailing with his little arms, hanging out. Am I out of the rocks now? You're not out of the rocks. Well, why'd they? Hey, get back here and finish one job at a time. <laughs> I I thought Varel went off to go get Nash. I got excited. Let us finish Stanley first. Nash, stay well. We will be with you soon. Nine. Okay. Um, so with great effort, uh, you push a really big boulder, sort of pinning him down uh, off to the side of him. and The rock rolls to the wall. And Nash, you're now free. You can slide out from the rest of the rocks. Okay. Uh, uh, 22 for Stanley. Okay. Hope puts her back into this one and just pushes the massive amount of rocks uh, to the side, uh, away from the top of you, Stanley. Um, you look free to go, but as you go to move, your side, the side of your, your right side pinches you really hard, and you're in an excruciating amount of pain uh, in your chest. Do I feel like something's broken? Yeah, it's the familiar feeling of broken bones. Like ribs? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Familiar feeling. <laughs> yeah, Stanley's had a rough life. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time you've broken broken a rib, I'd imagine. I'll go uncover tickles with a ten. Okay. Uh, so you push uh, the boulders aside that are on top of them towards the side of the wall. The tickles uh, doesn't appear to move. the The helmet is dented in, and it looks like perhaps dented in a little too far. I'll, I'll give him a poke with my toe. Dog man! Dog man! You get no response. He's dead. I think dog man's dead, says Stanley. Who, by the way, does not have tiny little arms. I don't know where you got that from, DM. What's this flailing with my little arms comment? Sorry, your, your arm... Your, 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 your giant manly arm. My, my perfectly... Perfectly You're... normal, proportional arms that Nash has. Covered my, in cancer. My apologies. Nash requires assistance, everyone. Please come to Nash. Help him. My apologies. They're regular arms, of course. Okay. Like a freaking... I just mean, remember, I was describing it to Varel. Tyrannosaurus. This is a, it's Aww. a relative thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm touched. I got it. <laughs> DM eyes. Yeah. All right, I'll go help Nash. 
with his little arms, in my view. How are your little arms? They're not that little. Help me up. Am I buried? The rock. Am I still yeah, buried? The rocks are moved. You're free to go. I can get up, and I'm not hurting like Stan- Stanley. I don't have no. Like, okay. You're fine. Right. You're, you're surprisingly fine. Okay. You're the least injured out of everyone, but somehow you had the most rocks on you. I, I say to Varel, Varel, I'm surprisingly fine. We got to help Stanley. I have uh, crawled and leaned my way against a rock in my own little corner, and I'm feeling bad for myself. I'll walk over to Stanley and bend down and... Do you, is there anything I can help with, Stanley? No, I just... I think my ribs are broken. And it's very unpleasant. And I don't think my magic's capable of fixing that. So I'm just going to be here and be very uncomfortable. I will spit on the rocks and then look up at the top of the ceiling to see if there was a mechanism of some kind that released these boulders. Yeah, uh, so you take, uh, you investigating survival? Yeah, I'll do, ooh, if I can get do survival, that works. Sure, it's a trap. Okay, uh, ooh, five. You might bring your, your wild approach to the trap. Um, you take a look at the of what's up there. You do definitely see a mechanism that was holding some rocks in place, and the ceiling has now there's like a, a dome in, in the top where the rocks were placed up there. Um, you also see a mechanism running from the side where you suspect the door and the lever you found running towards the opposite side of the room. There's like a spring and this sort of metal bar sort of leading to the direct opposite side, um, but then disappearing into the rock. Does there, is it rusted or have an ancient look to it? Um, it does look old, but not ancient. It looks like okay. it may have been there for, you know, decades perhaps it's brown metal but nothing suggesting that like some of the really old things you found in say Mogferrain okay but the skeletons kind of match up with the ceiling device and yeah in terms of time and age they match up interesting oh yes the mechanism on the ceiling points towards the wall in a different area also it seems there is no colossal beast with fists of stone I am sorry, my friends, I have failed you. I certainly feel like I got hit by fists of stone. There we go, the common ground. And we all failed to see anything, Varel. Don't take it too hard, okay? I will show Thailander for this evil doing, this foul trickery. I slowly lift my head, looking at Stanley with my one good eye and say, why don't you just press to digitate yourself? Haha, <laughs> nah. That's incredibly funny. Well, you're always whipping it out when uh, somebody, when something else looks a little dirty, or you don't want to look at somebody's crotch. But then you get yourself hurt, and what good are you? I got well, no magic for anybody you. Anybody would get sensitive about somebody whipping it out. I guess it would be you, Nash. Oh, I can't believe you went there. <laughs> now, now, let's calm down. All right. Nash Stanley's injured. He's got broken bones, and it's gonna be okay. And you told us, Nash, about you missing Pekka, so you need to take responsibility for the fact that we all know this now. I all make right? I make a sound that you would probably spell harumph, and I turn the other way. I just look down and let the dirt. I'm done. 
not talking. Friends, anymore. we are weary from our travels and our events on the Vader. Perhaps this might be a good place to set up camp. I certainly wouldn't argue with getting a little rest. Perhaps we should brace you, Stanley. I'm unfamiliar with your physicology. Your your insides are busted. Well, if we're going to rest, I'm going to go ahead and use a little healing magic on myself and we'll let the evening take care of as much of it as it can. And I'll go ahead and cast Cure Wounds on myself. You do feel some pain relief uh, from the spell, but you still feel that something is amiss, you know, from swelling your body reacting to, to the damage inside. Would you like to be braced? I just need to sit here for a little bit, uh, buddy. I'm I'm fine, thank you. Perhaps cauterized. Nope i I definitely don't need to be cauterized, but it is impressive that uh, you are able to offer that. Uh, was that something you learned with your people? I remember you said something about fire, but. I didn't know you could burst into flames, Varel. Yes, that was a a power learned from Fushi, the dragon, in my time in the desert. Well, it's uh, certainly impressive. Far more impressive than Nash's ability to burst into fire, which only ever hurts Nash. I don't say anything. <laughs> I just look at my head. I just shake my head at the ground. I mean, I could offer you a firebolt. I think it would kill you in your current delicate condition, I say with much disdain and vigor. I'll sit down on one of the rocks. Now, now, I am extremely impressed with everybody's performance on the Vader. Hope <laughs> dispatched many of the foul dead, and so did Nash and Stanley. While I don't remember much from my blinded rage... There was a soothing look in your eyes that did save my life. Twice. What are you talking about? At some point in the Vader, you... shined a different light, and I felt renewed. I, I'm sorry, Varel, I don't, I don't know what you mean. Neither do I. You were the one who did it. Okay. Rail's not alone. I felt it too. Like I was healthier. Like I had gotten extra hit points or something. Uh, I didn't use any healing magic on the elevator that I recall. I just remember fighting zombies. Although I'll admit it's a little hazy, some parts of as, the battle. As you described this, a memory of clutching the, one of the undead corpses' peckers comes to mind. I remember this throwing a, a zombie job. over the elevator. I remember the feeling, that. There's like a phantom pain in your head from where you felt it. Um, but I don't, I don't know what you're you're talking about. Is, but I'm glad I was able to help. I suppose. Is Stanley possessed? I. I wouldn't say that. I'd say we all probably have some latent powers within us. I mean, everyone here has shown something that we haven't expected. Yes, that's true. Speaking of expecting, I didn't get pushed 
Nash, you brilliant bastard. How did you do it? <laughs> what do you mean? How did I not push you off? I saw, I saw the light, the thunder around you and felt nothing. It was glorious. Well, I have a way of protecting people now. Because you were in the thick of it there, I figured you were one worth protecting. As much as I I'm slow to admit it, we need all four of us. And so when there's a chance to keep one of you safe from my otherwise chaotic power, I do it. I choose to, I choose to protect you when I can. Mmm, I feel it. Though each of us in turn has grown our friendship, now together we are a core group. This fills me with joy. Well, I will admit, Nash, your reckless ways of the past uh, certainly seem to have taken a turn, and we owe you a great deal. Good, Stanley, good. <laughs> it's, uh... And you, Nash, what? let us become a tribe. I have to say How something you... nice now. Is that the deal? We're saying family nice. rather not always nice to each other, but... Uh, respect and admiration. Well, let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> this does not come naturally to your kind, I see. It's not that. It's just we've been through a lot. And look, the last thing I want is Stanley to be hurt to the point of disrepair. We need him. And we need each other. Our misunderstandings, misgivings, and I guess our disagreements may continue, but all I can promise is I'll do my best not to not to create any problems for us. Gone are the days where I'm just letting loose magic and not caring who's in my way. I would prefer to keep the team together. It's important that you use it in a reasonable manner. And I'm going to wave my hands as if I'm casting Cure Wounds on myself again. But I'm going to prestidigitate a small glowing penis on Nash's forehead. Mm. Right? What? Just it's, up where what? he is. Why is everyone staring uh, at me? What? What? A bright, a, a soft blue. I'm going to start studying the machinery above to see if I can make heads or tails of the room. Nash, you've okay. become a limp unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what anyone's talking about. I reach up and I touch it. And for a minute... You don't feel, you don't feel anything. Do I not feel anything? Okay, so it's yeah. just like, what? Who? What did you do? What did you do? Nash, I'm just... Look, I know it's awkward. You're trying to distract. I'm just telling you... I respect your careful, thoughtful use of magic and that you're not putting others at risk with it. Well said, Stanley. Well said. I look at Stanley for a long time, a look of total distrust on my face. I pick up a pebble and I throw it and hit him in the head. Make an attack roll? <laughs> Can I do that? <laughs> I totally want to do that. Oh, you can. Hold on. I mean, I'm not trying to hurt him. I just want to see if it'll hit. Uh, yeah, pebbles don't do damage. Okay, good. Here you go. Five. No, you're missing. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Don't worry, Nash. You were also bad at magic once. You got better. 
I look down Perhaps again. Perhaps a fire for us to rest around. I'll set it, but what are you going to let on fire down here? All we got is oh. like old zombie clothes and stuff. I can pull out my pack. I think I've got, uh, I think I've got camping supplies. Also, if I may, I grow hungry and my rations were bathed in the blood of the dead. Well, not to be insensitive, Vorel, but is that a problem? You have eaten some pretty gnarly rations in the past. That is true, though having drunk of their blood, they are rather disgusting creatures. In fact, while not perhaps knowing your anatomy well, how long were these men dead for? I don't I don't rightly know. Uh, I would imagine that when this was an initial rebellion, they must have been alive to some degree. Otherwise, maybe those dwarves would have said they're zombies down there and not upset slaves. But uh, we can always try this. Take out one of the rations. Very well, and I'll pull it from my bandolier line. Lay one of my three rations in front of you. And press the digitate the blood on the rations. Oh. I don't know if it works. We'll try it. Yeah. Bing! It's now freshened up. No more, oh. on no more dirt Thank on it either. No, Russ, that is delightful and all. Drop it in my mouth. Anybody else need a food cleaning service? Yeah, pretty much everyone's equipment and rations would have been affected by dousing yourself in a lake of blood, so yes, uh, whatever's in your inventory has blood caked on it, crusted on it, dried blood. Mm. Well, I'm very anxious to rest, but uh, I think this needs addressing first, so we begin the ceremony. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we begin to press the digitate everything. Okay. <laughs> I've got nothing for a fire. Just let everyone. I can light a fire, but I don't have wood. I have kindling, but uh, nothing to actually keep it burning. Hmm. You don't have to have a fire to have a camp. Just throwing that out there. Well, the bottom of the. Really? I'm guessing it's cold in there. Yeah, probably really. It is cool, but it's a refreshing feeling given uh, your time in the desert. No one's complaining. Okay. You could be the the fire, Varel. Correct? Mm. Oh, those are the fires of rage, and I would rather oh. not do that in a <laughs> small area. <laughs> That's fair. Someday, perhaps. Like at level six. What if I kicked you really hard? Well, that would make <laughs> me angry, yes, but then the rage would subside as I grabbed your face and poked out your eyeballs and realized it was my friend Nash. Oh. And then I'd probably stop. That's a good point. I think you should do it, Nash. <laughs> I was just curious. I would never <laughs> kick. I'd never kick you. Will it enrage you if I kick Stanley in the face? Well, well, Stanley's already in pain. I see no reason to give him more. Oh, I do. But that's fine. Now, my, my brain uh, works hard on this piece. Why? Would they say the slaves were rebelling and then refused to bring up the lift when we called? 
I think they're a bunch of cowards. They don't want to fight anything. They think that they can starve out the slave rebellion, but with a bunch of undead zombies, they would have eventually just pulled up zombies anyway. Perhaps they knew of the zombies and let us into a trap. It could be. I think we all want to kill him either way. Unless the slaves normally act like this, and it was unsurprising to see them run at them for flesh bits and start holding and biting. Well, that could be too. I guess we've never seen a normal day in the mine. I would not like this mine, if that was the case. I have a feeling they knew what they were sending us into. Whether they wanted us to die or see if we took care of it first, I don't know. But one way or the other, they're not being honest with us. Well, I hate to ask a very unpopular question, but does anybody have any idea how we're going to get out of here? I mean, we found our way to where we're going, but we don't exactly have an elevator back out, and they've blocked all the stairs. I figure we just keep going. We find how to open this place, and we keep going forward. It would stand to reason that Tylender had his own way to traverse this tube on his way down, and perhaps we could use his method. Well, we'll just have to beat it out of him, I guess. Does the floating not go the other direction? No, I wish. That would be fantastic. Shall we settle in? Yeah. Sounds nice. Okay, so um, part of the eight-hour rest is uh, people sleep for six hours, and the other two is late activities. Um, more hostile areas, that forms a watch, so can I get your watch order? If you choose to even have a watch. Uh, if... if you don't take a watch, your rest can be six hours instead of eight hours. But you run the risk of being... You, know, you don't have a watch. I'm in... Not probably the worst shape, but not great shape, so I would probably go later in the watch order. I'll start it. I don't mind starting it. Cool. Okay. Smash will go first. Who's Sweet. second? I'll, I'll go second, and then during my watch, I'll um, look at the contraption, the, me- the mechanism overhead, and see if I can figure out the layout okay. of the room and which door leads out. Okay, sounds good. So, Do we have any light um, down there at all? Is it just Stanley's? Does Stanley have his? Uh, um, it's just Stanley's uh, lantern. Whatever you have his light sources or what you have. Uh, I have a lantern. There's no light down here. I have no good uh, vision down here. Is the reason I'm asking. Yeah, well, you all can. A torch. Yeah, you what all can have the lantern. I think we have torches though. I do think we all grab torches mm-hmm. on yeah. our way down. So we should have my lantern. Torches for the Varel's so, the... third watch. Yes, that works. Right. Stanley, are you even going to take a watch? Um, yeah, if we need it. Okay, last last watch for you then. Okay. Um. All right. So, uh, here's how this is going to work here in unknown hostile environment. Um, everyone settles in. There's no fire. Um, so people just find comfortable spots, I guess, amongst the sort of rock circle in the room. Uh, Nash, you're the first watch, so I'd like you to roll a 1d12 in the Roll20 app, please. Oh, okay. Um, 1d12, hold on a second. And everyone who has a watch will be taking a turn doing this. 
Okay, so, you know, two hours goes by without a vent. It's quiet, it's lonely, but it's also kind of boring. And uh, eventually, Hope wakes up and taps you on the shoulder, and you go to, you don't move, you just start to snooze off. Now, Hope, I'd like you to roll your 1d12, please. Okay. Okay. Um, so during your watch, uh, you quietly want to inspect the mechanism. So I'd like you to also roll uh, investigate. Actually, let's do vehicle maintenance. That's a wisdom check, right? Oh no, intelligence, engineering. Yeah. Okay. Vehicle. Cool. Yeah. All right. Would you like me to roll it in D twenty or? No, no. You can roll that however you want. Just the one D twelve. I want to roll twenty. Cool. Um, it looks like a twelve. Okay. So, did you add your modifier to it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so um, you inspect, you take a sort of closer look, get up on some rocks and have a look, and you see that the mechanisms, in fact, there's machinery, as Varel sort of pointed out earlier, running to the other side of the room and then into the rock face. You suspect, given that you've triggered the trap and that you're familiar with these kind of systems and vehicles, that there's a switch, like a safety switch. So the safety switch probably set to unsafe, and then when you go to open the door, the trap springs, or, and then so you need to turn the safety off and then open the door. So you have a look around towards the back wall and sort of examine for a similar loose rock face, and sure enough, you open it up and you see another similar handled stick with a skull in it. And so you, you, know, you see that there. You haven't done anything with it, but you find a second uh, lever. Okay. All right. I won't pull it. Okay. I'll just leave it there. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, if that's all, then the watch passes to Varel. Varel gets up and motions for you to sleep. And uh, now I'd like him to roll the the watch roll, please. Okay. And your two hours passes with that event. And then finally, Stanley sort of... <laughs> Stanley doesn't wake up. Uh, he's, he's sleeping with his with his chest clutched in pain. You're going to have to wake him up for his watch. Stan, I, I won't jostle him. Stanley. What? It's it's your turn to watch. Oh, right. Okay. I'm up. I'm All getting right. up. You get up. Your chest hurts even more than before now with the stiffness of being asleep as you feel your body fully repair. But you get up, and Varel, you can take your sleep... Uh, as you wish again. Uh, Stanley, roll your dice, please. Wait, uh, can we use the roll I rolled already? Do you want me to roll again? No, no, you gotta roll in roll 20, please, for the dramas. Oh, uh, 20? Not a 12? 12, d12. Oh, okay. Oh, 14. 14. Boy, that, that went the opposite direction of the original <laughs> roll. This is why I wanted to use the original roll. Where is it? I didn't even see it. I'm rolling in D20. You said to roll there. Oh, oh you don't have your dice animations on. That's fine. I rolled um, a 12 initially, then you said roll, and I rolled a 1. one, one, one the, so you're up for two hours, drifting in and out of sleep, and nothing <laughs> happens. <clears throat> All right, another eight hours elapsed, and people start to wake up from their rest. Refresh, so make sure to recover half your hit dice um, if you need to recover hit dice, up to half. And your spell slots are refreshed, your you know daily powers are refreshed, everything like that. Hit points are Sweet. recovered. 
Wow, I jumped a pool. That's awesome. Oh. So there's no change in the atmosphere. Uh, everything about the room is identical. Still okay. the same feeling of cold, of cool, damp, thick, musty air. Um, you I hear feel fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and you feel good. You feel well rested. It's good sleep. Well, I slept like shit. Congratulations. Perhaps a practice on the rocks from time to time, yes? One night in a bed, one night on the rocks, and it'll even itself out. That's a decent idea. We need to decide what's next. Are we going to fight through here and figure out what's going on and try to find a way out? I mean, honestly, who who has any idea if we just go one direction or another that we're just not going to, you know, find ourselves get, digging deeper into a place we can't get out of? Well, we kind of only have one direction to go. I don't think climbing out is going to be an option this deep. So it's forward or nothing. Did anybody see anything this I morning? I found or- another switch. Um, so, so while I was up, I studied the mechanism to the best of my ability, and it seems like there's a safety switch that we have to hit before we can progress. And so I found this lever, but it has another skull on it, so I didn't pull it, because I figured if I was going to pull this, I'd want you all out of the room. At least I could have gone in the middle of, the sl- of sleeping peacefully. <laughs> suppose it's best you didn't pull it uh should we wait in the hallway are we going to just take our chances in here my concern is if we leave and something else happens you're trapped in this room potentially all by yourself yeah it's true but better one person than all of us does the skull lever now that i actually eye it rather than you know preparing for battle does it match the skull in the long tube underneath Dusthill? A similar make? Long tube underneath Dusthill. I had to walk up and like press two skull eyes, and didn't I have to oh, say some magic words? Yeah, it doesn't match. Okay. It looks like a small ornate thing, not crafted of bone, but of metals. Okay. Yeah. It's very different. I would think the center of the room would be safest, as the mechanism is already triggered and it is out of rocks. <laughs> I don't like but... anything about this, but <laughs> I say we, whatever we do, we do it together. That said, I'm going to go find whatever place looks like it'll supply the most cover as possible in the room. Okay. I'm going to go, basically the idea is get near big boulders and huddle down that way if something falls it's just so as likely the boulders, to hit the rocks. The, the boulders are in the room. The only other place is there's a cavern that runs about a few minutes out to the shaft. Apart from that there's no cover unless you want to sit in the shaft room. No. Okay. <laughs> I'll just go be by the middle. Okay. Alright, uh, Nash? Um, you getting safe? Yeah, I feel like Stanley's got the right idea. I mean, we need to. We should stand together, though. So okay. I'll follow him. Go All wherever right, he so goes. Varel, where would you like to? What are you doing? Would you two like to lay beneath me, and I will over the top of you assume a 
a push-up position to catch the rock should they fall. Yeah, but Stanley gets the penis end. <laughs> sure. Deal. I'll but be- you could also both be, you know, one peck each. There's no need for. I have another idea. What if we all went and stood together at the entrance to the hallway, and then it's just a little jump to the side if we need to get out of here? Very well. I hate to admit it's a good point. It's a good idea. So you you guys all, after all of that conversation, exit the room and hang out in the hallway. I hope you're not so alone. Hope's on the <laughs> other side of the room from us, though, right? With where the she's the only is. one in the room where the rocks piles are and the levers. You guys have moved out. The three of you to the hallway. And so she's off still on the table of okay. Um, <laughs> to protect you with his body. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so hope uh, you're now in the room alone. All right. Um, I'm gonna look at the lever. I'm gonna inspect it one more time with a 17. Which lever was it? Uh, the new skull lever that I discovered. Mm-hmm. You double check it. You have a look, and you're fairly certain that's a safety switch. You're, 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 you're you were very confident uh, that if you switch this, it'll trigger a mechanism that will prevent the rocks from falling, even when the other lever is switched on or off. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I grab the lever. I look back at you three, and I pull it. With All a right. smile on my face. Um, so you pull it, you pull it down, and then you see overhead actually these metal bars sort of slide out into a position, forming a bit of a grate as to where the rocks would be falling, and that would prevent the mechanism from opening. Um, fortunately, the rocks are on the ground and not above, uh, but uh, you do see that that's the case. Uh, also, you hear that the other lever, the one, the one across the hall, just automatically moves back down into the closed position as you switch yours up. Cool. I'll go to the rock lever then and switch that back. Okay, and you go to push it in, and this time, the first time you did it, you felt a lot of resistance. Remember, you had to force it through. Uh, this time it glides seamlessly up, blink, and you hear the sound of rock scraping against rock. And a door sort of just slides open. It opens up into a very small, maybe like six foot tall passageway nothing but blackness inside even with your dark vision it's very dark small uh, five feet wide enough for one person single file to move down well done hope we found it we believed in you we never once thought you might be crushed (laughs) yeah victory pump (laughs) well shall we (laughs) you're braver than us all right what's the uh, march order I will. I'll take a torch and take the lead. Okay. I'll go behind. I know him. I'm moving slow, so I'll I'll take up the the rear. I'll be in the back. Yeah, the rear. I'll go behind Varel. Uh, cool. Okay. Nash and Hope. All right. Perfect. Um. So you guys enter into this dark, much narrower passageway. Varel, you actually have to like hunch down to prevent it from hitting you. So it gets a bit uncomfortable after a few minutes. Um, but you move down the hallway until it reaches an end for five minutes. So maybe about 500 feet of distance. Um, the place is narrow. The air is dank. Smells. And you approach a wooden door. As you sort of look down the hallway, you see right at the end, in the wall, it's a door. Got a little black where the handle is, you know, a little little piece of iron 
bolted into the door and then a ring uh, to pull or push it perhaps and metal hinges on the side otherwise the door is wooden I will hold the torch sideways as I sort of press myself against the wall to let everybody see the door in front of me and I would like to survival the door to see the age of the wood hmm. five Okay. Um, I mean, you inspect the wood. It, it looks old. Um, definitely looks like it's been could have been placed here fifty or more years ago. It's brown and blackened. Um, you would be willing to bet that it's not very sturdy, with given its age. Um, apart from that, it's unremarkable. Cool. Whatever. I will we keep do, that information we myself. Check for traps, please. I don't think we need any more of those. Well, let us do it quietly. This could be the den of the demon. I roll so everyone doing? 16 investigate to see if I can spot any trap mechanisms. Okay, so Hope takes the initiative to, to go up and start examining walls, looking around for traps, for strings, for pressure plates, you know, the telltale signs of things that might trigger a trap, magical glyphs. <laughs> um, and uh, you examine around the door and up to the door and find nothing, um, find no signs of any trap or tampering with the cave. Should we extinguish my torch and see if there is light through the door? The door might not even be open. And then we'd be in the dark. But you all have Demon eyes and eyes of the wild folk, yes? But when there's a little bit of light, there's nothing down here. Should I walk far away then so there's only a little light? And I kind of try to scoot past the group, moving towards the back. I'll nudge the door open. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So I just scoot back, Hope just says, I'm trying the door. Um, you move to the door, Hope, and you pull it's a pull door with the, with the type of iron ring it has on it you give it a gentle pull let's roll a stealth check please eleven okay you give it a gentle pull it makes a little more noise than you would have liked it's like it wob the door wobbles and makes this little like bassy sort of sound everyone's trying to be so quiet so it's very audible you're sensitive to it you're like ah as you sort of open the door slightly, there's nothing but darkness from the inside. You peek in, and with your dark vision, you look around, you see there's actually brick face on the walls in here. You see, like, a decades-old table and chairs. You see a bed in the corner. You see a wash pan. You see the makings and furnishings of what might be a little hideout for someone, but you don't detect any movement or life. That's all you can sort of see from the doorway. Okay. What do you see up there? <laughs> well, that I can imagine that was shouted down the hall. <laughs> it <laughs> echoes through the hallway. Oh, what shit. What do you see? What do you see? Sorry. You Sorry. See? Shit. I forgot. Oh, shit. It, it looks like a little room. A den of evil. Maybe. Well, we might as well go in, seeing as the human megaphone just wanted to know what was going on. Shall I proceed? <laughs> Lead the way with the torch. 
Uh, that's up to you, Varel. I am prepared. <laughs> All right. I enter with the torch okay. aloft. So you enter in with the torch aloft, and the party follows in behind you. Um, this gives the appearance, like I said, it has this sort of cement large brick walling in here. This is man-made. Someone constructed themselves what looks to be a hideout here. Um, there's a table and chairs. There's a bookshelf over to the side with these dusty, rotted tomes, it looks like. Um, also, you notice that there are like these chalk pictograms on the walls of these giant winged beings breathing fire on people and the people dying. Um, there's old melted candles and, and, and rotted baskets with who knows what was in them, but they just, just looks like this disgusting, melted, fleshy substance. In the corner, there's some mushrooms growing. Uh, in the back, there's a bed with a nightstand next to it. And in the bed, you know, you see a figure. And as you peer over, it's unmistakable that this centuries-old skeleton lying in the bed. Um, it appears to have... Uh, uh, it appears to just be, like, preserved somewhat in this room because there's not a lot of air. The air is very tight and not tight but like it's difficult to breathe in here but air is flowing in from the hallway now so everything has this feeling of preservation in here yeah no other exits uh, you do not see any exits might go over and check the the books and just see if there's anything of note and the condition they're in are they readable or have they decayed Uh, you go to pick up a book are you touching any of the books I know you're kind of OCD about Touching stuff. Yeah, curiosity's getting the better of me. Okay, so you reach out and sort of, you know, put your finger on a spine and go to pull it out. And as you pull it out, the book, like, just disintegrates in, in your hand. <laughs> just, like, flies into a bunch of detritus. And you breathe. <laughs> you cough a little bit. feel like nobody's been in here for a very long time. I will walk over to the bed and hold the torch over the body. Okay, you approach the body and you see that um, there's a, it's a there's no sheets or blanket. It's just like box spring. You see like the springs of the bed, and and you see the the corpse sort of just lying. It's a skeleton, rot, rotted. This one much older than the skeletons that you saw in the rock room. It's just lying there. Awaken, dead. It makes his face at you. <laughs> Wait, I think already... that might be dead, dead, Varel. Hold uh, on, let me un- let me undead. let me check for magic. I want to do an Arcana check before we sure. touch this thing. Um, uh, hold on a second. Okay, I forgot what my modifier is on that. Uh, it is going to be twenty, not natural. Okay, so you again, you sort of feel around to see if, apart from you and Hope and Varel and Stanley, if you detect, you know, any sort of sense of magical source or anomaly in the room, and you do feel something. I do feel something? You do. Okay. And it feels like it's coming from Varel's direction. Um, <clears throat> all right, I say... Careful. I've, there's something in here. I don't know what it is. It's coming out of that skeleton. 
we may have another zombie on our hands. It may be worse than that. I don't know. There's magic here, but I can't describe it. That's all I can say. Just be be careful, Varel. I will move towards the foot of the bed and hold the torch aloft so that, you know, kind of motioning for Nash to enter the area. Okay. Nash, you're welcome into the area. All right, I'll come over I'm there. I'm checking the other books. I'm just letting them okay. disintegrate so, if they disintegrate. Nash walks over to the bed, and as Stanley continues pulling books from the bookshelf, and they continue to disintegrate and fill the air with dust. Um, and the you're now next to the to the bed, Nash. Okay. I mean, I don't know what I can do here, other than you can investigate. You can examine. Let's do an investigation. Okay, so you're going to... very often. What exactly are you trying to accomplish? I'm trying to just see if I can find anything about him that that's... I mean, I've already done the Arcana check, but I'd like to just see if there's anything on him or near him or anything that maybe I recognize as implements of magic or sure. signs that something has happened here that would imply that we're about to, you know, awaken Lord Zombie... Okay. Um, <laughs> did not do well. Uh, four total. Okay. Uh, so you put your hands on the skeleton. You feel nothing. You are trying to detect magic. You know you felt something, but you can't find it. But through your search, um, the bed comes loose a little bit, and you notice something fall behind the bed. Oh. You're not sure what. So the corner of your eye, something moved and scraped against the wall. Fell behind the bed. I go, Varel, something moved. Do you see that? Did I? Uh, you heard it. It's a very faint noise, a scratching of something like, on the wall. I will motion to pass, pass Nash, Nash the torch. <laughs> <laughs> pass Nash the torch? This is a family show, dude. I will pass him the thing I'm holding, and oh, I yes. will begin to descend to put my face on level with the floor to see under the bed. Okay. Uh, sorry, you're on all fours looking under the bed? Yeah. You asking Nash to hold the flame so you can see under there? Well, I figured if the if the bed is sort of there and Nash holds the torch for me, the light will bounce off the back wall under the bed, and I'll I be able to see, see the back wall. Okay, perfect. So you get uh, roll an investigation check, please. Ooh, natty twenty. You get down on all fours and take a look. No one's escaping you this time. Nothing is escaping your your view. And you look down there, and you give me a get a little sniff. Uh, sniff. That smells gross. <laughs> Um, but you do see, you do see, um, you make out the outline, the silhouette of what looks like another metal ring, like what's on the door in the floor. Okay. Suggesting maybe there's a door beneath this bed. And towards the back of the wall, you see the shape of a book sort of flipped open. And it might have fallen behind the bed and flipped open. And you see a book back there. Yeah. Let's kind of push myself back up, uh, look back to the room. There's a book and a trap door under the bed. I can get the book with my tiny arms. Good. <laughs> they will have some use then. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Snag the book, Nash. Let's see it. All right. I want to get the book. 
All right. Uh, yeah, we're not going to roll for that. You reach behind the, you reach behind the bed and, and fish out the book. Okay. And this book, uh, much to Stanley's irritation, doesn't disintegrate, meaning you get to have a book and he doesn't. And um, and the book, you know, sort of flaps open. A few pages sort of fly out and you know float down. Um, and this is looks like it's written in you know this isn't a printed book, but the book in there's it's been filled in in ink and handwriting. Um, the, the spine is kind of ripped. It's a very old book. Okay. You flip through its pages a little bit and notice it's some kind of a diary. Are you able to read, Nash? Yes. The language appears to be mostly written in common. I can speak common. Who do you think I am? I'm not like an idiot. I say. I didn't ask if you could speak common. I asked if you could read it. I can read it. Yes. I had a lot of long nights in the solar mines where I had nothing but the ability to read. People died to bring us those books. Hell yeah, I can read, you little bastard. All right. Is this from the book? Are you reading now? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh. This is me. Being very respectful of Stanley. Well, why uh, don't you read it instead of telling us how great you are? Fine. All right, Bo. What do I read? All right, well, you flip through the book looking at it, and it's, it seems like the ravings of a mad person uh, for the most part. And then you sort of flip through the last to the last entry to see what happened last. And uh, I mean, there's an entry in there that you can read aloud for the party if you like. Sure. Hmm. Okay. Day 245. It worked. By the sands, Miriosa, it worked. I followed the voice, his voice, to the rock at the bottom of this black pit. Behind the door, I found it. A voice. The voice. I finally found it, and he told me what I needed to do to prepare. So this will mark the end of my futile attempts to write in this pathetic book in the hopes that my words will reach you as if you will ever read this pathetic, worthless pile of shit when you are nothing but dust and ash in the pile of human pig shit. But the world, Mariosa, the world including me, will be with you soon. I must hasten to the surface with my gifts and collect the means of our retribution. The principle took all of you from this world threw you in this black pit to die and left me to rot in this misery. But now, oh yes, now I have the means to enact not only my vengeance, but your vengeance, Daisy's vengeance, Tobel's vengeance, and sweet Lily's vengeance. But to do so, there is one I must seduce. Please don't judge me harshly, Mariosa. There is a woman in Slave Town who is the key to my victory, and I must win her over to my side. I tell you this here in the hopes that you will understand that what little of my heart left is fully yours, and only one thing matters to me, which is the annihilation of this corrupt and dead world for inflicting its pain and wretched lies any further on anyone else. The principal and his Gentile savages will rue the day they cross paths with me when I open the gates of hell onto this shithole and shove the maggots of their labors into their eyes and out the back of their head. And the rest of it trails off. 
to sort of mad gibberish. You flip over That's the next page. <laughs> it's about the nails in the eyes. I was a fan of his earlier work, but I feel it's lost something of its edge when the later parts. Yes, I wasn't much for the uh, gates of hell part, but the rest of it was real gripping. Mm-hmm. I looked down uh, at so the good. body and said, "You guys, I, I suppose, I suppose this is him. This must be him." Before you finished reading, you flipped over to the, the next page. You notice something peculiar. Peculiar. Um, the writing in the book is illegible, but it's definitely words. And it's not in a language you understand. You understand it to be some kind of magic writing, Scott, Nash. Um, but you can't read it. Okay. And you, you expect that there's some kind of the makings of some kind of spell written in here, but you just you can't access it with your mind. It's like the words are protecting itself against your knowledge. Okay. Uh, there's definitely some sort of magical spell written on this page. I look like up and say, I say, instructions hope, for it. hope, can, can you make this out? Does this have any, any relevance to you? Does this look like anything to you or your people? I show it to I'll her. see if I can. And I speak, uh, infernal and draconic. Mm-hmm. You look at the language here and it's no language you recognize. The words float around in the page. As if magically protecting itself from being read. I'll hand it to Sam. It's fighting your eyes. You know how you see like black moats in your eyes? Yeah. It's like the letters are doing that to your eyes when you look at them. It's very uncomfortable to look at them. Okay, yeah. Hand it to Stanley then. I'll take a look at the book, see if there's just anything else I see or if it's the same. It produces the same result to you as well. Okay. It's very unnerving. It's a form of magical encryption. Have you heard of it? <laughs> no. It's an old term. It's where the meaning of something was jumbled and confused so that nobody could read it but those who sent it and received it. And that's what's happening here, but I think the source of it is magic, but it's magic I don't know. It's magic well, we'll, I don't have access to. We'll hold on to it in case we find a way to gain understanding of it. I'll go ahead and put it in my backpack. Perhaps... You all have magical eyes, and one without magic eyes could read such a book. <laughs> well, Varel, you can certainly try. I take it back out, hold it open to the page for him. I will hold it Gaston style sideways. Roll an arcana check, please. Sweet. Oh, Natty 20. Aww. Oh, nice. But. But I, that doesn't mean I have powers I don't have. So. Right. Yeah, no. So you look at it, you read it, and a light bulb comes on in your mind, and you say, These are dancing instructions for a dance. The way the letters sort of move along the page and make your eyes ripple. All right. And Clearly, this is, a, this is for a specialized kind of magic mate, mating ritual. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So I'll follow it. So I'll walk into the center of the room and start, you know, following <laughs> the instructions. Yeah, all right, perfect. Varel with the book Gaston style opens and starts dancing in the middle of the room. Yes, Kicking up and dust and, and, and hitting the ground. There's a lot that's echoing. I'll start clapping. Left, left, right, and right, and then top, and up, up, and back. Yes. It's it works. the Konami code. You know, Varel, I think it was a good effort. It was certainly a fine dance. Uh, we will see what it did. For now, why don't we go ahead and hold on to the book in case anything else happens? 
I believe it worked. I'll pass it back. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the backpack. All right, you now have uh, Thailander's diary. You're certain this is Thailander's that has his name written in it? No. I don't know if I was clear. <laughs> no, you were not clear about that. I did not put, I did not put My okay. diary by Thylander <laughs> Sullivan. It's it doesn't yeah, say that. But you, that we had to break. You find his name in there, so it's, it's fine. It's his live journal. No girls allowed. Stay out, Mom. <laughs> yeah, stinkyosa. Gross. <laughs> I was hoping maybe the voice I did sounded familiar, but it's been a while since you It did. It. I totally thought it was Thylander, but it's just I meant to you, say it. It was not a secret. When you say it's his diary, I immediately just think that's written on the front page. I like to imagine there was a nice kind of Red October moment as we zoomed in on Nash's mouth and it became oh. his voice. Oh, I like that. Yeah. But did I, did I, when I said this might be, this the author is here in the bed, is that still true? Is this Thylander in the bed? I guess we don't know. He would not be so old, but it is. It does disturb me that these problems with the principal have run so long. And Slave Town was newer, yes? We learned that it was built, it was once uh, pristine. So this event happened after the principal takeover of pristine. The drawings, perhaps they hold the clue. And I will make my way to the wall with the murals of dragons does the uh, skeleton appear to be adult sized or younger adult sized yes uh, the, 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 the pictograms sketched on the wall are of demons coming down to attack what looks appear to be humans they're very crudely drawn like childlike like someone with very poor artistic skill oh okay mm. wait a minute Wait, the bed. Yes. The 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 Mari. The 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 girl. Mari. Yes. Thailander was hurt. Is that the woman there in the bed? That was what I was thinking. Perhaps this is the Mariosa he wrote about. Inspector Nethers, we must know. Nash, you heard him. <laughs> what wait, what why why am I an expert? I'll Just... take the covers off. Thank you. <laughs> Just because I don't have a wiener doesn't mean I'm an expert in everyone's crotch, Stanley. Well, you, you certainly talk about it enough. I'm not suddenly crotch comptroller in this group. You can f- check your own crotches. And I'd look it down. merely as the only human. Perhaps you would identify human genitalia the best. Well, there was exactly. a time in my life that that was true, but not now. Which does make me wonder, but a question for another time, Stanley. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, now? Well, uh, do elven wieners look different? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, too. Well, I'm only half elf, uh, and so I guess you could say I don't know. And I don't have another person here to compare to, so we will just go ahead and go about our day. Show us your wiener. Remind me, when I kill the elf in town, what's-his-face? Um, Magister, I wish Uh to kill him. Add him to the list. Yes, next to Stump. I will inspect his nethers. (laughs) Very well. I'll make a note that when we kill Ethanelia, you will check him out. Good. 
I'll be checking the the nether regions of the the skeleton, the mummy, I guess. I mean, I think if I recall correctly, men and women have different shaped pelvic bones. Is that right? There's yes. some differences. Roll a medicine check. We'll hear about it on Twitter one way or another. <laughs> All the anatomists. <laughs> they do. They do have different hip bones. All one bears children, the other don't. Yeah. No, we could look for breaks to see if there were babies or something. That's true. Fifteen. Okay. You inspect it and um, sort of. I mean, you don't have a lot of experience in dealing with this kind of thing, uh, but you have a strong sense that that would be a male's corpse. It seems to be male. Hmm. Was there another, perhaps the um, Daisy or Tobble? I'm not sure. Uh, what I can do as well. Wait a minute. The diary is available. Have we been fighting a ghost? Is this Thailander? Does he haunt the city? We killed him. I, I, I felt his skull break with my own fists. He made a pact with the demon. There's a chance this is him. Hmm. How old is he? Well, we know the journal started 245 days ago from the last time it was written in. I did get attacked by the reanimated hand. He certainly has creepy powers. He seems difficult to kill. It's entirely possible that maybe this body has something to do with him. Which means I think we should smash it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I have no qualms with that. Let's destroy it. I don't need it getting up and following us or something dumb I'm like gonna that. I'm going to back away <laughs> to the entrance of the room if they're going to smash this body. Just in case there's a magic symbol that goes off. Okay. I don't want to be in the blast radius this time. That is true. Thailander is a tricky fellow, and if this is his corpse, he would probably have trapped it. There is still the door underneath the bed. There's a door? Yes, a handle, a trap door beneath the bed. There's also a bookshelf which we could look, or a, a nightstand that we could look into. If someone wants to open that, Stanley suddenly cautious again. <laughs> yes. I'll step up to the nightstand and check for. Ch I roll and investigate. Okay. Uh, twenty-one to make sure there aren't any booby traps on this thing. You investigate it. It doesn't look particularly sturdy, but it also has a thick coating of dust on it, indicating that it hasn't been touched in a very long time. Uh, that being said, you, what catches your eye is. Um, the dust around the bottom of the bed does look like it's been shifted. And you sort of incorporate that information into your nightstand check is in that this bed looks like it's been moved several times. And then you notice a few tracks on the ground next to the bed where you're sort of examining. You're like, you're like wait a second, there's some dust that's been moved around over here. Then you turn your attention back to the nightstand in order to open it, and it falls it just breaks and falls down into a pile of <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> nothing else seems to tumble out of it there's just a pile of wood now at the we have our firewood we should have camped here <laughs> it's true we do should we gather it i guess i'm the only one with a backpack i guess i'm carrying or, firewood now perhaps as well. do not carry more stanley you're injured 
we could use it to smack the skeleton apart. Yes. Yes. Hope, your kin are on the wall. Yes. Any information? I'll go over to the wall and do another investigate with another 21. Okay. Let's take a closer anything. look at the demons on the wall. They're really poorly drawn. They don't look like anything. Okay. They look like a human's idea of demons, basically. Ah. No, they don't mean anything. Very well. I think we're putting off the inevitable. We got to go through the trap door. Yes, but it is a trap door for a reason. It is trapped. We can check for traps. Very well. Then we can throw the skeleton down it. Yes. <laughs> Look, one way or the other, we're kill we're breaking the skeleton. That's the deal. I don't want to leave it up here. If we go down this hole, great things may be there. A horrible fights. Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm not leaving Jimmy up on the bed. He's going to come back, he'll reanimate, he'll do some weird Thailander shit, and we're all going to regret it. So we need to destroy this skeleton somehow. At Perhaps least... he doesn't believe he's dead, and if we show his own skull to him, he'll be so shocked by his own death, he will die. I'll start moving sense. the bed the way <laughs> the dust has indicated the bed has been moved. Okay. Um, the bed's easy to move. You sort of pull it one side out. And move it 90, you turn it, you angle it 90 degrees from where it was sitting up against the wall, and you see the, a door made of wood, similar to the, in fashion, to the door you went through to come in here, which is open. You look back at it, um, except it's in the ground. So who, five feet by five feet in size. Who wants to do the honors? I investigate with an 18 for tracks. <clears throat> You take a look around um, the surface from what you can see on your side and don't see any indication of traps or rigging on on the door. Um, unfortunately, the up other side of the door is completely visible to you, given that the door's closed. All right. It seems safe. Open it. Famous last words, but <laughs> let's, uh, let's go. Who's opening it? I don't open things. I'll open it. <laughs> all right. You all get in the hallway. Uh, you're going to try and give it an easy pull, and it, it doesn't pull very easily, so you plant two feet down and give it a... Oh, and then it comes up, and it hits against the wall as you flip it open, and, you know, some dust flies up from the room as wind pushes and blows things around. A little eddy of dust uh, appears, and you see blackness down into the hole, and a, a ladder fastened to the side and it runs down about 30 feet and you see rock ground below what's the state of the ladder ladder is made of metal it seems to it seems fastened securely but it seems old you're not sure what its weight gauge is well, I think if Varel goes first and it holds, then we know it should support everybody else. I'll go last in case we need a soft descent. And uh, what are we doing with the skeleton? Destroy it. The last skeleton I grabbed got awful angry. Yeah, but you grabbed him. I don't remember how that went. How did you grab him? 
him by the back of the neck, and he was in his little, his little um, coffin. The oh, the uh, right, old master of the past. But was he also seemingly dead? I don't remember if he was moving around when you grabbed him. No, I, I, he was he was crisscrossed and and in ceremony. So this that is true. You have convinced me, Nash, and I will walk over and pick up the body and. Does anything happen? I pick up the body. Nothing happens. You pick up the corpse. The head rolls back and is only hanging on by a little string of some kind of life substance. <laughs> and I will walk over the hole and I'll look at the group and I'll drop it. <laughs> All right, you, you drop it down the hole and it hits the ground with a, a thud. There's some dirt down there. So, and uh, now the skeleton's at the bottom of the bottom of the hole. I would like to make a perception check as a listen to see if there's any, you know, critters that screeched or anything of uniqueness that happened down there. A7. Hmm. There's no sound, but something that you do notice about the sound down there is if there's a more reverberation, very subtle. It sound like there could be a larger room ahead, below, below and ahead. Hmm. Oh, so not like a machine, like a whoa, 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 but just no, no, like re- reverberation on the wall, like okay. you know, echoey, a little echoey, right? Okay. All right, uh, take Nash. Pass me the torch. I will descend. All right, I hand him the torch. Okay, we begin descending on the on the stairs. Now the elevator, not the elevator, the ladder attached to the top, but not attached at the bottom. Kind of swings a bit as you go down causing some concern, but you proceed down quickly and make it to the bottom with that event. Cool. I'll take the torch out of my mouth. Yeah. And you're in a small cavernous room similar to what you were in previously. The walls are damp and black. The ground is black and jagged, but there's dirt here. Um, like sand, a little, a little sandy. It doesn't go very deep, but there's a layer of sand. Come on down. All right. All right. I'll Who's go next? next. I'll go next. I'll be prepared to catch. Okay. All right. So one at a time, what order are you going in? Me, then whoever's next. Who else I'll go Nash. last in case I need to save anyone from falling. Nash descends the ladder without a vent. Okay. Hope descends the ladder without a vent. And Stanley, you go last with great difficulty. I need you to roll a constitution save, please. That is a seven. Okay. As you make your way down the ladder, the the pain, you still feel pain on your right side where you suspect yourself of having a broken rib. And it's just awkward going down and you lose your grip and start to fall. Maybe about 15 feet. Oh. Varel said he'd catch you. Yep. So make your athletic side save, please. Or athletic. skill check. Ten. Okay. And you manage to catch... In both hands, you catch Stanley, and Stanley's head is right, you know, here to yours. <laughs> uh, thank you. I will lower him down. All right. Careful, Stanley. I'm fine. I'm sorry. I just, I just slept is all. All right. So the air again begins to feel a lot cooler, but it's a lot breezier and easier to breathe here. And. Uh, sort of look down, there's one exit from this area, and it leads sort of into a turn. You just kind of hear wind here. (sighs) 
Could these be the Dwarven Deep Roads? It's possible. Does it seem at all familiar to the when we were in Mogferain? No, it's completely cavernous down here. Looks still like it's like more of the same at the bottom of the black pit. Just that potentially there's a larger room up ahead because of the wind, the breeze, the fresh air. Something. Well, we only have one way to go. Alright, can I get your march order, please? I'll take the front with the torch. Varel. Is it Varel, Nash, Hope, Stanley? Yeah. So, okay. I know I'm going slower than everybody, so I'll stay in the middle. Yeah, you guys uh, carefully make your way uh, down the hall, maybe about 100 feet or so, and you see that the room begins to open up. Um, all right, and I've moved you over and roll 20. Okay. Now, is there, can you guys see anything, or is a fog of war enabled? Fog of uh, War appears yeah, to be enabled. Yeah, darkness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fog of War is still an aspect of this I'm not completely good with yet. How about now? Yeah, we can see it. Yeah. Okay. So we have uh, Varel. You should have control of your characters in this one, too. Let me know if you don't. Nash. I do. Hope. And Stanley. And the hall begins to open up into a large space. And with that, we'll take our break. Oh, perfect timing. Oh. Okay. So I gotta fix the graphic. Uh, awesome. All right, we're gonna take a break, everybody. Big stuff afoot. Hold on to your butts. We'll be right back. Give us a few minutes, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> don't go too far. We'll talk to you soon. I can't find the thing. Here we go. See you in a minute. All right. I think we're back. Okay, we are back. Yeah. So the room opens up into a large space you see down the hallway from where you are. Uh, in this room, there appears to be some kind of ledge circling around the far side, and on the right side appears to be a pit. And from your vantage now, you can't see the bottom. It's dark, quiet, the air is cool and breezy. Whatever we do, I think we should be as quiet as possible at this point. Are we able to see the these markings, these red markings from afar? Um, you are, yes. You see sort of glowing along the pathway and some glowing red markings on the ground. They look very familiar as markings you noticed uh, Thailander draw when he trapped you in the basement of his house. Oh, Wait, in the basement. Oh, on the gate and whatnot? When he was like, come and get me, bro? Yeah, exactly. Ah. I will relay that to the group that I see the foul magics that Thailander cast in his basement, the traps laid before us. Well, I think this is it then. I'm going to go ahead and pull out my rapier and get my dagger in my other hand. Get ready. Do we know how to dispel any of this? Or, yeah, I guess I should ask that. Do we know how to dispel any of this? 
don't. I'm not familiar with his method of magic. Can I do an arcana check on the on these markings? Uh, you can, but you'll have to get closer to it. And and where are they physically? So this is about 10, 20, 30, 40 feet. Like, you know, maybe about 100 feet out from you. Okay. Are we supposed to see something on the map that shows that? Like for, uh, well, I mean, you can use your measurement tool to measure uh, if you want to. Oh, okay. Check. No, there, I just. I, these things that I'm pinging here. Am I just not? So, oh, you know what? I'm just not seeing it because I'm so zoomed out. Let me zoom in. Oh, okay. I didn't see that before. All good. So you can, you're free to move as you like. Uh, we're not doing turn yet. So tell me what you want to do, and you can do. You can do it. I'm going to be just sticking behind the group, so wherever they move, I'll stay generally behind them, moving at my own slow pace. Mm -hmm. I would like to skirt along the wall and reach this area stealthily, uh, eyeing around the corner, over the chasm, just to see if there's anything. Okay, stealth check, please. Cool. 17. All right, so you very quietly move ahead of the party, clutching the wall, may not making a single sound in predator mode. You peer around with one eyeball and take a look, and you see a massive pit, and the path runs all along the pit, and you get a better look at the pit, and you can't see the bottom. There's a rock face, similar, moist, damp, black rock all uh, along the side, running down, holding the path up. Uh, you see that there's, like, these spots here where you see, um, let me ping one. It's like patches of mushroom. Moisture oh. being good enough here that there's some form of plant life all around the room. You look across the chasm and see that, uh, you know, the rock ends here, the rock path, and goes, there's a hole opening into the wall continuing on. Okay, with the air moving in here, I'd like to make a survival check. Mm -hmm. and see if the I don't know if I know these mushrooms but if they're giving off a scent of any kind a 19 just be a moment please <laughs> or you know if, they're, <laughs> if there's little clouds of like skulls floating off them or something we're all getting a little high sure, there's no clouds of skulls floating off them that much I can say um no, I mean, they smell, from where you're standing, you haven't taken a close look, they they smell like very, uh, they're very, there's very probably pungent smell, if you would approach it, you'd imagine, but nothing unusual. You don't often see mushrooms out in the desert, so they're very alien to you, mm -hmm. um, but nothing about their smell seems suspicious. I'll come back to the group for my advanced kind of scouting position and relay the information. There's a pit of darkness. The edge goes around the pit, and on the far side, the tunnel continues. But there are strange plants with a an odd smell layered along the way, including those symbols that Thailander cast on the ground. Well, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that whatever those symbols are, they are some form of advanced warning or danger to us if we cross them. This chasm cannot be jumped. We will have to walk along the edge. 
The only other alternative, if you could, uh, if we wanted to risk it, is the fast way down. Hmm. There's no guarantee that that takes us to Thailander. We could end up somewhere even worse. Yeah. Shall I approach the strange plants? I mean, I guess we're going to have to, one way or another. <laughs> There's a strange beast that Pharrell's handling. <laughs> <laughs> Roll handle animal. Are we moving I... towards it? Yeah, if, if, are we in agreement that we'll begin skirting? Mm-hmm. Sounds okay. good. So you can approach the 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 plant carefully. Yeah, and, I'll um, I'll be... stick to the outer wall in case of like um, you know crumblage mm -hmm. or anything like that. Okay. And as I... <laughs> do, you want, do you want to investigate the plant further? Yeah, yeah. At about ten feet out, I'll I'll take a look at the plant. Survival, I think. Or is there? You know, it's a, is there a nature check we haven't used like at all ever? There is nature, yeah. Yeah, let's do a nature check. Cool, twenty-one. All right, you you approach the plant life, and you know you are familiar with the mushrooms. It's just a very rare thing to see, um, and you you have you have a closer look at them when they they look very large, like you know these are the largest mushrooms you think you've ever seen, um, potentially quite edible. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. They're uh, you know very dark. Uh, they're very like white, but then also dark on the stems. Um, yeah. These appear to be normal mushrooms to the eye. Well, why don't we cross the first threshold? Because there's a whole lot worse one we're going to have to cross in a minute. Very well, bravery, friends, and I will approach the mushrooms and begin to skirt past them, heading this way. Okay. You skirt past them without a vent. Oh, they're normal. <laughs> Have you run into bad mushrooms before? No, but have you run into a bad door in the nature world? No. And the dead do not rise normally, so these mushrooms may be crazy ones oh. that uproot and, and latch onto your face and, and eat your tongue. Yeah. You have a point. Have you That's seen what I fear? Have you seen mushrooms do this before in your where you come from? No, but I have also not seen many of the things that we have witnessed since our group gathered. Well, I'm all about caution. It's fine. All right, I progress as well. Okay. Starting to get full there on that little thing and you guys need to be careful. Cool. I will, uh, I'll advance and lead us to about 25 feet away from the first mark on the ground. Okay. As you get closer to the symbol, you notice, uh, again, there's a larger mushroom patch, and underneath the mushrooms, you notice the glowing of that glyph. There it is. It's, it's the same glyph. Would I have to roll to recognize if it's the same one? You recognize the glyph as a signature glyph that you've seen yes. a couple times there. Now you understand my caution. 
Can can we throw something to set it off? I mean, these mushrooms are technically organisms. They're somewhat alive. They may not simulate beings, but they could simulate something crossing it. Let me shoot Should a fireball we... over there. Bolt. Not ball. Okay. Yeah, uh, what are you aiming at? Can, well, think... let, me get, let me get agreement from the group. How do you guys feel about it? I could I just think toss maybe one. A soft approach before the fiery approach might be best. But it's just a little ball bolt. It's not very big. It's just kind of over there. It wouldn't. I'm telling you, Stanley. The worst we could do is burn some mushrooms. It could set off and collapse the cliff edge. Well, shit. I but, hadn't thought of that. <laughs> but wouldn't it do that if we walked up to it anyway? And then we'd be on the cliff edge that gets collapsed? Yeah, that is true. We may be doomed to jump no matter what. Well, if it collapses, I can catch all of us, but... Uh, if we were over there and it explodes, who knows what could happen. And Nash's ball is our best idea. Bolt. Bolt. My ball doesn't exist anymore. Throw your bolt, Nash. All right. I'm going to do it. So I'm aiming for... What are you aiming at? I'm going to ping here and say I'm looking to hit... I don't know, right here. Okay. Sorry, my brown ping matches the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Do I need to... Can I just do it, or I have to roll for hit? Roll an attack roll, please. Okay. Fourteen. Okay. You fire out the the bolt. It illuminates the room, and it hits it hits the ground and it hits the glyph, and has no discernible effect. Okay. And did it set anything on fire? I guess that it would melted be a effect. few of the mushrooms in the area. Okay. Mm, do they, they smell good? Um. Yeah, there's a pleasant, there's a pleasant uh, edible smell coming from them. Again, mushrooms not something that makes me nervous. Eating, yeah, that's that's uh, cause for concern, in my opinion. <laughs> I'll pick up a uh, mushroom smell when you fry them. I guess so. One. Well, I mean, if they're tempting, like. In the place like this, with a thing underneath it like that, I don't think we want to eat these. Just saying. Okay. Hope's throwing uh, a mushroom. Natural twenty. Okay. What were you aiming at? Uh, the glyphs. Yeah. So See you nail the glyph right in the center. It bounces and then explodes. You know the the mushroom does into pieces. Uh. Did we set these off in? Highlander's basement. You didn't no. set the one off because you broke the ceiling and circumvented it. I set one off in the bedroom. We've stabbed it with a dagger. We've now shot a firebolt at it and thrown a mushroom at it. <laughs> and uh, there hasn't been any reaction so far. Wait, this matches the symbol from inside the body. Hope. It's, uh, is it the same symbol? Yeah. Or it, okay. It's the same symbol. 
then we know it explodes when lifted or somehow interacted with. Well, what did you do to the body that made it explode? All I remember is I undid the stitches one by one, and then I peeled the skin back, and that's when the glyph lit up and exploded. So we need to disturb the writing in order to set off the trap. Fully. Somehow. Displace it. I could run up to it and then run back. Perhaps we could give you a rope around your waist and we all pull you back, increasing your jumpitude. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps that. (laughs) Not a bad idea. Yes. And you ride the explosion back to us in safety. Jumpitude. Uh, yeah. How do you roll for jumpitude? That's fantastic. I'm gonna find out, maybe. Mm. I'd be down for it. I have an idea before we do that. Everyone be ready. This might be a little risky. Stanley, what are you doing? Oh, shit. I have the wall as well. I'm going to move here, basically hugging the wall as much as possible. And Mm -hmm. I am going to throw my rapier uh, to here. Uh, Well, that's not... Oh, because I don't have select tool. Uh, Here. You need a rapier? Parlay. All right, let let me just give you a rapier to play with. Okay. Uh, that doesn't look very clear, but I'll give you control of it. Advanced. Wait, how do I give you control of it? There we go. Controlled by John J. J. Jonah Johnson. There you go. Great. And I'm going to first move it over, not touching anything, but just move it across the threshold to here and Done. see if anything happens. You move it across the threshold and nothing happens. I am now going to bring it back, this time piercing one of the mushrooms on the symbol as it comes back to me to here. Okay, make an attack roll. It's a one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, you gotta try and pierce the mushroom, and instead the sword sort of falters and hits the glyph itself, just hits the ground and then it invertly sort of scratches a mushroom and breaks it open Um, the Uh sword then sort of bounces and spins a little bit up back up in the air and repositions and there's no effect on the glyph is the mushroom doing anything? Like is it well, the, mushroom, the one mushroom is broken open, but it's not. Uh, I mean, it's not leaking something, or, or I no, guess we just you know leak. how they break apart; they're just flaky and okay pieces. So it was actually touching the glyph and then got up from it and moved away from it, and there was no that's, reaction. That's right. All right, I hold out my hand and call it back to me. All right. I'd like to do a perception check to see if we've broken the sand that it may have been written on. 
or if the line is kind of magically floating in the air now. Sure, do that. Seven. So okay, so glyph integrity hold. You take a look at it, and the glyph seems to be undisturbed. So, like the sand around it was moved, but the sand that it's drawn on appears to have been not moved. Well, we have our answer. It is somehow tied to flesh. Meaning we can go over there and nothing's going to happen unless there's flesh? Well, I hate to break it to you, Nash, but you're made of flesh. <laughs> no, I get it, but maybe... <gasps> maybe a skeleton! I could, maybe I could shrink it. I don't sure, know. Sure, we could go throw the skeleton over it. That's two birds with one stone. It's actually a pretty good idea. I'll start heading back for the skeleton, of which... <laughs> All right. So five or ten minutes passes by, you head back for the skeleton, bring it back. <laughs> five or ten minutes? This is, he took his time getting that skeleton. Well, no, there's a bit of a passage off the map. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But is there flesh um, on the skeleton? Or does that part not matter? It just seems there to was be... something holding the skull on. Yeah. A tiny, a tiny little bit of sinew. It was okay. making uh, uh, Nicholas uh, shining face, right? With the teeth. <laughs> yes. We did say that. Bo said that. <laughs> yep. I. It took me a minute, but yes. Yes. It was doing exactly that. I gotcha. Well done. Those are premium assets. Hang on, I'm looking for a corpse. Oh. Premium corpses only, please. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I find pile. Okay, it's not gonna look like a skeleton, but just make do with your imagination. It's fine. Okay. No way. Not in D and D. Are you kidding? All right, here you go. Let's try that. Cool. You got a corpse. I got my corpse. Uh, I will approach it. And the, the corpse is probably pretty light, yeah? Sure. Yeah, All right. it's very light. Yeah. All right, I will, I will venture the furthest to within 15 feet of it. Uh, okay. Not holding on to the wall this time. And give it a, a heave. Ho and a heave. Okay, roll an athletics check, please. Athletics. I'm gonna. No, no, no I won't use my inspiration on this. Oh, ten. Ten. All right, you go to give it a throw, and you throw it on top of the lift. It lands in the corner, and does nothing. I'll does... look back at the group, make one that's like, "What the heck, faces?" <laughs> Get a rope. Does magic make sense? We do have a rope. We could climb down the side. Why not jump the glyph? It is only ten feet. Also, isn't it uh, possible if we're hanging onto the edge here, on the edge of this out, outer uh, wall, can't we scooch all the way around it? Because it's not... It's, we could step over it. Right? You asking me? Uh, I mean, if it doesn't activate, we could step over it. Well, I mean, we just threw a body on there. It's 10 feet of clearance. You'd have to jump to not disturb it. Or step really, really carefully. And maybe that'll work if it doesn't detect your presence in its proximity. Based I mean, on we, your past experiences. We have 100 feet of rope. We could skip the whole thing and go straight down over the edge here. As you guys deliberate... Um, you hear this you hear like like a sudden a 
a sudden passage of wind, and then you hear padded feet hit the ground. You look behind you and see this giant black beast jumped up from the hole and landed behind you and is sniffing the ground. It's like a giant cat. Mm. Sorry, this is not doing it justice. It's like a giant cat. <laughs> it's gotten much bigger, much more ferocious looking. A giant cat has jumped up. Now this giant cat is completely black. It has the look of a panther, but it has these sharp, sharp ears and these giant tentacles protruding from its back, and the tentacles reach out and start touching the ground and feeling the wall. And then it sort of blinks, a bright color, disappears, and then blinks back into existence. And it's just, you hear this loud breathe, this loud... As it sniffs around. Then it raises its eyes up, stares directly into your eyes. Burrell. All right, I will begin walking toward Roll for initiative. All right. Oh, boy. Tell me your scores. 21. 11 for Stanley. Stanley, 11. Six. 21 for Burrell. 6 yep. for me. 6 for Nash. 16. 16 for Hope. And uh, 7... Okay, perfect. All right, so it jumps up on there. It's giant. This is thing is um, it's like, how tall is he? He's about you know uh, fifteen feet. He's about twice your height, Pharrell. This massive beast jumps up. You notice markings on him, like parts where there are old wounds. There's a gash in the side of his face, and near his back, there's an exposed part of his rib. And it looks up at you, and its its um, tentacles sort of get rigid. It just sort of stands there, waiting. Alright, I will I will make an Intimidate. Okay. With my inspiration. Spend it from long ago. Double inspiration, go! Hey, not 20! I roar no. at it! You roar at it? Okay, so you roar at it, filling the room with a giant yell. Roar! It looks at you and, and, and sort of cocks its head this way and doesn't move, but appears to be thinking. You can tell based on its body's uh, based on its body language that it's hesitating to attack. I'll continue the flex and make sure I'm really wide and just you know ah ah. Right. Um, so now, uh, hope it's your turn. All right. I will shimmy behind Varel, and that's as close as I'll get to the mark. But I'll start taking some rope out of my pack and tying it around my waist. Okay. Excellent. You tie a rope around your waist. Let's do. Uh... Oh, we don't need to do a check for that. It's tied securely around your waist. That's your action. Anything else? Um, I'll look at Stanley, and I'll pass him the rope. I'll pass you the rope, Stanley. And uh, I won't go yet, but if worse comes to worse, I'll go for it. What's the other end of the rope tied to? Anything? No. Oh, 
Yeah. Nothing yet. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, Stanley, your turn. All right. I'll take the rope. I will also tie it around me. Uh, okay. I, I will pass it to, uh, I'll pass it, uh, to Varel. Okay. Varel, you take the rope in your hand. Or no, he's too busy yelling. He doesn't have the rope. You're offering it out I'm offering him. it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Nah, uh, no, it's the, this cat now sort of takes a look at you and goes, <laughs> making these noises. <laughs> And it walks very slowly, five feet, ten feet, very carefully and nimbly, and approaches and stops there and stares at Burrell. Am I in the right? Am I in the right position on the map? Should I be? Because I rolled for initiative further back. Am I in the wrong? No, but you're standing where you were standing. Right, but yeah. Oh, you're just doing. I'm sorry. I'm. I know you rolled. You rolled for turns, not for position. I'm not thinking. Never mind. Um, all right. I have an idea that I would like to try. Ooh, he moved and it freaked me out. (laughs) Um, I'd like to try to shrink it to half its size. Okay. It's that or sleep, but I feel like I want to try the shrinking. Sure. (laughs) Uh, um, so how does that work? Okay, so the way reduce works is I cause a creature an object I can see uh, within range, which mm-hmm. is, hold on, 30 feet. Grow larger or smaller for the duration. Uh, choose either a creature. Oh, it says, uh, sorry, let's see. One minute is the duration. Choose either a creature or object that is neither worn nor carried, blah, blah, blah. Okay, enlarge, reduce. Uh, target's size is halved in all dimensions, and its weight is reduced to one-eighth of its normal uh, weight. Reduction increases. Okay. It looks like while these weapons are reduced... Okay, so there's no weapons. He's just a creature. All right, so I just need to cast it. Okay, uh, there's, a con- there's a saving throw, right? There is. Uh, concentration. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Constant. Okay, my uh, page yeah, just so went nuts. Hold on. What's the DC? I'm using the wrong browser. Hold on. Um, it is thirteen. Okay. All right. It succeeds on its saving throw, so you go to cast reduce on it. You see, you feel the magical energies envelop it, and it's it appears to like. Mm dissipate um yeah and it, it completely sort of shrugs off the magic doesn't appear to have any effect damn it all right i go i tried to shrink it can i do a can my remaining action for uh, free action be grab the rope uh from it's offered to varel so oh i thought he had it tied around him okay never mind uh, wiggling at my back right i haven't interacted with it you're you're not within five feet of stanley so i'm just doing the lieutenant dan ice cream to varel's back i'm in a move can i move varel's sort of standing in the way what about this square here because there's there's a rock there's a little earth there it's he as, wants to squeeze into the little earth. But it's as much as I mean, it's as much as Stanley and Hope are standing on, isn't it? No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You can't move there. I can or can't. 
damn it. All right, I guess I just stay here and stare down this freaking nightmare cat. Okay. Um, Shit. Pharrell, it is your turn. All right, I do not know the rope is there, so I will advance at the same pace that it did towards us. Uh, Sticking to the wall a little bit, and I'll okay. go past Nash. Okay. That was I will st- it's, it watches you intently with its head turned, and then it blinks in and out, whoop, sort of disappears, and then moves to the left a little bit, and then moves back to the right. That seems to be have an unstable characteristic to it. Oh, like blinking, magically blinking? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not normal blinking. Right. <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking, I oh, just blink in his eyes. Big deal. No, no, no. He, his whole body is sort of blinking and moving left and right. What you're describing is a big deal. I will... So Intimidate already went. I moved. Uh... I will prepare to catch it, at least hold it back, attack it if it passes me. Okay, so you're going to prepare a grapple, basically? Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll use my move. I'll prepare a grapple and my rage. So that's bonus action prepared and standard action prepared. Okay. I don't know that you can prepare a bonus action. I'm not sure about that. We'll allow it for now. Yeah, maybe okay. I only get one. On but I if I grapple, ready. I'll rage. Okay, I, 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 we'll do My that. understanding of it is that you can prepare an action, so it has to fall under the purview of just an action. And okay. that's what your whole thing Cool. Then I will prepare the grapple side of things. Okay. All right. Perfect. Hope. All right. I'll prepare to shoot it if it makes an attack at Varel. All right. All right. So we've got a readied, we got a readied shoot and a readied grapple. Stanley. I'm going to inch this way. Is there enough leeway in the rope that allows me to do that while still being tied to Hope? Yep. Uh, how long is the rope? Uh, it was a hundred feet of rope that you had, right? Hope. Oh, um, I believe so. Let me see here. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, fifty. Drew, yeah, I just drew a little line to measure the rope out. All right. So, uh, yeah, are you giving it to Nash now, or? Yeah, I'll offer it to Nash. Okay, you offer it to Nash. Anything else? That's like one hand, so you can still take an action on the bonus deck. Shit. Nash stop. Nash stopped existing. I, I didn't mean to do I, that. I, did, I but, handed him the rope and he ceased to be. I did the thing. I thought I clicked the right thing. Sorry. How and do the I... DM murdered him. Okay, there I am. <laughs> Damn it. It's blinking like the cat. Oh, my God. Uh, there you are. And Do I have powers? Let me give you back control of it. Controlled by Scott. And that is Nash. Okay, there we go. There we go. Thank you. All right, uh, Nash, it's your turn. Sorry. Um, okay. Oh, it is? Really? Already? Damn. Um, am I, uh, he's handed me the rope, so I've got rope now. Stanley's offering you the rope, yes. Okay, I'm going to tie that to my waist. And that's my turn. I don't want to do anything else yet. 
Do an offer to Varel or yes, I'll hand it. I I keep thinking he has it. I'm going to stand. You hand may it out need to, to be very loud. He doesn't notice it unless you're loud. Varel, take the rope. <laughs> okay. Uh, now the cat moves up. Oop! Damn it! No. All right, I'm going to stop doing this rope thing. It's not working out clearly. All right. Um. So the cat looks at you, Varel. And it jumps at you uh, just suddenly moving forward. But it doesn't, it jumps and like lands its feet in front of you, digging into the dirt. And its two tentacles fire out in front of it and they both each attack you. You've read it in action for when it approaches to attack. So would you like to, you can attempt to grapple now. Yeah, I think I, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to catch the tentacles as they sort of descend towards me. You're gonna, okay. Well, uh, grapple, strength contest. Cool. I'm not raging, so this is just a normal roll. Hey. I rolled seven. Oh, nine. All right. The two tentacles come down to make their attack, and you catch them in your hand and hold them there. Now, his body is still free. Um, but uh, his, his body is still free. Now, he sort of blinks a little bit, and then all of a sudden, your grip on the tentacles loosens. And it's like he wasn't really where he was that you thought he was. He's actually over here now. Gotcha. And then you just grab and you look at your hands. You don't have it. And he's sort of over there with his tentacles there. I don't think he can reach from that direction. So he stands there and then, but hasn't made, well, I guess he's made his attack. Yeah, that's going to rule that's an attack made. Um, he sort of stands there and again, paces back and forth a little bit looking at you trying to figure out a way to defeat you. Uh, Varel, it's your turn. Okay, I will roll a handle animal. Or is that only for, like, domestic beasts? Should I do nature? You're going to try what? Sorry, animal handling? Yeah, basically, so so we, we had a clash. We are equals. And I wish to say that this is just your home and we are passing through magnificent creature. Okay. Love that. And I will roll. Which one? Uh, nature? Uh, for that one, that's if it's persuasion, but animal persuasion, I do nature. Okay, cool. Nature! Eight. Okay. You attempt to communicate this to the beast, and the beast again <sighs> cocks his head at you. <sighs> but you can kind of tell something this time, something's amiss. It's not responding, even if it was to respond in a negative way, in a way that's familiar. And again, you look at the open, you know, the exposed ribs and flesh that you see on the side and the gash on his face and realize there's something amiss with this beast. That it's been tainted somehow along with the rest of the things you might have seen down here. It's just not, it's just ignoring your your clear attempts to communicate and, and show it respect. It's just not seeing it whatsoever. All right, so I, with my hands up and after I've communicated to it, I will say exactly that kind of through my teeth to the back of the group. This creature has been tainted by Thailander. It will not succumb. It will attack. I'm merely holding it off. Get yourselves in position. All right. Um, so do you want to make any attack? Oh, no, that was your action. Bonus action, action move. and move. Yeah. Yep. I will ready my rage if it attacks. has to be an action. I don't think you yeah, can ready bonus okay, action. Cool. Yeah. Got it. 
Uh, okay, uh, so hope your turn. All right, I'm gonna raise my shotgun and see if I can shoot off one of the tentacles. Okay, you don't have a clear shot. Oh, okay. So I'll just aim for the body then. To shoot off one of Stanley's oh, testicles. Oh, I don't have a clear shot of yeah, the... There's a wall there, and then Stanley's standing yeah. there, and you can kind of make it out. You Shoot Stanley. Unless take you your take sh- the shot, but if you miss, you're hitting a teammate. Yeah, just oh, take okay. take the risk. It's fine. Just let it rip. <laughs> what? I'm not going to shoot. <laughs> I'll drop rocks on you guys, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Is there space to pass by Stanley to kind of wedge myself in between everybody for a clear shot? Um, it'll take an action for you to swap places with Stanley. Gotcha. Mm. Well, I'll be ready to shoot then, and I'll wait for movement to happen. From there, you do... Let's line of sight it. You do have a line of sight, I think, actually. No, you shoot through Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll have my gun ready. You could Still. you could rest it on his shoulder and shoot. Yeah. Oh, but that might hurt his ears. It will. Yeah, it will but that definitely hurt my ears. Yeah, I would totally. Yeah, no, I'm gonna DM wait. Trick. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I shouldn't be suggesting things to you guys. That's your job. I just respond. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so I mean, I, I could always duck. You could always just shoot over the top of me. That's yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, I could yell something like, Stanley, duck! Yep. He's not duck. It's not his turn. Oh. <laughs> it's an action. <laughs> so <laughs> could I ready the shot so that on Stanley's turn, when he ducks, yes. I take the shot? Okay, cool. Yes. That's what I'll do. All right. Um, okay. Uh, so now it is Stanley's turn. <laughs> Uh, ducking. Is that, what is that, like half my movement? What is I mean, that? You, let's say you're going prone for the most part, even though you're just maybe kneeling or ducking, so half your movement, yeah. Okay. Or no, you can drop for free. Sorry, getting up costs movement. Dropping is free. Uh, alright. Uh, I am going to throw the rapier out at the displacer okay. beast, mm-hmm. say parlay, and send mm-hmm. it over for an attack. Okay. Uh, make your attack roll, please. That's Can't a twenty-one to hit. Sorry, uh, needs to be next. Oops. You move your sword in a square next to it. It is. It's right there. Do you not no, see it's, it? No, it's in its space. Oh, that's so it's yeah. yeah. So it'd be, oh. it, it, that's yeah. It can be there. It just can't occupy the same space. Okay. So yeah, yeah. so it's there. Um, I know it doesn't look obvious because there's no border on it. Um, so, okay, uh, you make, sorry, what was the attack roll? Uh, it was 21 to hit. All right, uh, so the sword flies out and hovers over the chasm, sails in for an attack. It attempts to swipe it out of the air with one of its tentacles, but it misses. Um, so, uh, make your attack, you hit. Uh, you have disadvantage against it, sorry. You have to roll another dice. Oh. I'm just sorry getting up with the rules here. Uh, that is a natural one. Okay. So the sword... <laughs> the sword misses. Um, you think you hit it, and then you realize it was only an illusion and, and that it has missed, and it actually flickers a little bit. Oh, wait. Disadvantage would be the two rolls and then the best one, right? Oh, no, no, no. That's the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, all right. Then I'm going to drop 
So hope can fire, and uh, that'll be my turn. All right, fire, uh, fire away, hope. I think you still have line of sight. Uh, maybe. Wasn't she standing no, there? You, you, no, she wasn't. The displacer beast moved because you attacked it, and now. It, uh, okay. Yeah. And now she doesn't have line of sight. On oh. No, but I mean, wasn't her character positioned there? No, she moved back. Yeah, oh, I okay. moved it to think, and then I moved it back. Well, I'm on call. the ground now, uh, ducked down. I'm yeah, you would have still, you, she still wouldn't have had line of sight. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so hope no shot. You can't take a shot, but you can still take an action if you think of anything. Um. It's an action to move. Like an back. action to shoot. Sorry. Oh, not, an action. I mean, sorry. I mean, you can still shoot them if you shoot something else. Did you shoot his bum, or is that out of sight now? It's out of line of sight. So when you trace your thing from the center of the square, Mm -hmm. it passes over any other squares um, that contain, you know, other units. Yeah, including Okay, in my frustration, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to take a shot at that stupid Thailander mark on the ground. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Roll a attack roll. All right. uh, It's a 14. Uh, On the corpse or on this glyph? On the glyph. Okay, you fire it. When the dirt picks up the ground. Uh, okay. Uh, now the beast moves forward and attempts. It goes. Beast looking at you and it goes. I don't know how feline sounds. Oh my so we'll lord. That. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So another day as a cat owner right there. Move, move, moves forward and drives in. Makes an attack with both of its tentacles on you, Morel. Uh, one of them connects. Uh, one sort of hits the dirt above your head. But as you duck down, the other one jabs you right in the stomach, um, providing you uh, with... Uh, there's like these claws on the... These weird claws that are attached to the end of the tentacle. So it's both bludgeoning and piercing damage that you're going to take. Uh, let me get the appropriate dice. Uh, you take... Five bludgeoning damage. And... Six piercing damage. And it just punches you right in the gut. Your turn, Varel. Okay. I will I will yell, get back and ah, and enter my rage as I give it a full-fledged swing with my fist to its face. Okay. And now get back was over my shoulder to the other people. My friends, rage attack. 21. Uh, 21. If I didn't also specify, as it comes closer into view, you notice that this panther-like beast has six legs as well. Oh. Um, sorry, 21. Okay, you hit uh, with disadvantage. Oh, so I would only roll did, one dice. One dice, yeah. Okay. I'll redo it. Oh, okay, 20. 20. Not All right, so... So uh, you you wait patiently as it sort of flickers and seems to move and displace itself in different parts in front of you until finally you find it. Aha! And you strike with your brutal attack and connect and hit it. Excellent. I punch it in the face. That dice is gone to the world. Find another. Always have a backup. That dice is cat food now. For four points of damage. Okay, uh, connects doing doing four points of damage. You barely—it just feels like you punch flesh, and the flesh on the cat ripples, 
you know you, you hit bone or something in there, but you also where it's going to take a lot more punches given how little how little you've penetrated of the the the, uh, the monster's hide. Um, uh, yeah, but but the one thing you do notice is that it stopped flickering. Having hit it, it's like it's sort of like you know, it looks a little weak and it recoils a little bit at the fact that it got hit and doesn't have its natural defenses. And, awesome. and there's, you detect fear in its eyes. Uh, as you do that, I hope you turn around and shoot. And as you turn around, you know, you turned around to shoot that thing, you notice these long spaghetti string things dangling from up above you. And you look up and you see the most horrific thing you've ever seen. You see these long, long, like, it's like these barbed, it's like a little needle tip and then this barbed wire leading up with these long pink fleshy things. And as you look up, you notice it, there's a floating brain with a bird beak in front of it with these long giant tentacles. Ooh. And it's just was, it's floating in the air and it's just descends down uh, towards you. And you don't even know what you're looking at. I don't have a transparent one, but uh, you don't even know what you're looking at as it attacks you. The tentacles come out. It tries to hit you with the tentacles, and you quickly sort of nimbly dodge, having seen it in time. And then the beak comes in closer and attempts to to chomp at your face. Uh, what's your AC again? Sorry, I have a cheat sheet. Uh, 16. 16? Okay. And it snaps right in front of your face. Um, I have a picture. Uh, why don't we show that to you so you can really visualize what this is? Oh, nice. nice. As it flo- as it appears to have floated in from the ceiling, and and make his attack on you. Um, Varel, and Varel, you went. I uh, hope it's your turn. All right. Well, I'll take aim at this thing, and I'll shoot right at the brain. Okay. Make an attack roll. 12. Okay, it's a hit. Perfect. So, 12 damage. Okay, uh, perfect. Right. Oh, sorry, 15 damage. I forgot to add. Okay, 15 damage. Okay, so you take a shot, and the, 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 the shell sort of sinks itself into the brain. It's like, you hear a... In, in pain as it sort of floats around a little bit and then but just doesn't appear to relent too much all right uh stanley your turn unless you want it to move no i'm i'll stand my ground here okay stanley all right i am going to have the sword move here beside uh Pharrell and mm-hmm. attempt another attack on the cat. Okay. Uh, that's a 15 to hit. Okay. That, uh, that is a hit. Uh, that is 11 piercing damage. Okay, so the sword sinks, sinks in. <laughs> is it recoils back uh, in pain from the thing and gives it an evil look. Um, it, it being weakened, you didn't have to roll for disadvantage at this time. And uh, Oh, I didn't know that. No, no, you don't have to. Uh, Varel, <laughs> Varel did, yeah. Uh, prevented you from having to do that. 
Okay, and so you deal the damage to it. Uh, then I'm going to move to here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make a standard attack with the dagger in my uh, offhand uh, against the tentacle thing. What weapon are you using? Uh, the dagger. I had okay. my rapier and dagger out. Oh. Um, so that is going to be a 15 to hit. Roll a damage dice. And then even though I'm not technically dual wielding, but I kind of am, I'm not adding the plus modifier to it, correct? I think that's how this works. Mm, that's all, No, you're not dual wielding right now. Okay, so the I sort of magic sword has its own attack that you control it on your turn. All right, so that's seven damage with the dagger. Okay, perfect. All right, so you swing the you sink the dagger and snip snip off one of its uh, barbed tentacles, and again it screams, ah, 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 and floats around violently. Uh, and that is my turn. Okay, and uh, this turn of this beast, this beast sort of uh, beast retreats. Um, you get an opportunity attack at it. Varel. Sweet. I will take it. Um, mm -hmm. We'll punch it with a 19. Okay, um, you go to punch it, you deal your damage dice to it. Four points of damage. Okay. Um, so let me mark that on there. Four points of damage. Okay, and then it leaps down. It takes a running jump and leaps down in, into the hole. You see it sort of slide down the side. There's a little slope as it uses its thing, and it screams and disappears from view. <laughs> <laughs> Just, woo, there it goes. Uh, now it is um, Nash's turn. Okay, I think I'm. <clears throat> I think I got skipped at one point. That's okay though. Oh, maybe it's totally fine. Um, no, that was a opportunity attack, so that was not my turn. No, not that one, but earlier. It's all good. So what I'm thinking huh. of doing here is, um, I have line of sight problems. Yep. Like Stanley's just in my way, no matter what I do. Mm -hmm. Um. None of my spells can go through anyone and not hurt them. Hold on a second. Um, if I use... Uh, I don't know the rules on this, Bo. If I use something like Acid Splash, which is single target, that's still a line of sight problem. Uh, yeah, if it's a ranged attack roll, you have to have a line of sight. Okay, so no matter what, that's going to be the case. All right. I think I'm probably you have to have line of sight on anything that's ranged, to be honest. But um, I'm not 100% sure, actually. I'm going to move, though, here and shout to Stanley, You got this! And that's my turn. <laughs> All right. Um, Varel, it's your turn. Cool. So this placer beast jump down. When it comes to melee attacks, 
I cannot move through friendly squares. Uh, when it comes to melee attacks, you cannot move. You, Could you I can re move through a square, yeah. but it would require both of you to use an action to to switch spots. Gotcha. Or one of you, not both of you, but willingness on the part of the other person. Okay. When you say switch uh, spots, you just mean like Stanley would move back. If he did it with Stanley, he'd move back a spot and Varel would now be in front. Yeah, it's just because it's a cramped space. You guys yeah. are trying not to fall into the hole. You right. have to like shuffle your way through. So it requires additional effort. You can't attack while you're doing that. Right. Okay. Uh, so, so the displacer beast jumps down the pit. There's a flying sword next to me. Can I grab it as a free action? You can. Is it? Cool. I will free action grab the sword next to me and uh, amidst my rage, out of the way, Stanley, and just start charging, holding Stanley's sword, intending to stab the brain beast. <laughs> and delayed action if Stanley gets out of the way. And if not on his turn, I will stab Stanley because I'm going so you, and I'm going to rage. You're, you're going to ready on, at the end. Let's put it this way. Uh, you're going to ready an action at the end of Stanley's turn. That's the trigger. Yes. So whether or not he's standing, whatever. You're going to wait till the end of his turn. And when he's done moving, you're going to complete. Okay. Yes. Okay. I think we'll allow it. I think, yeah. Okay. Maybe a movement and an action, though. So it's, I know it's because some um, readying requires specific. Like in 4E, you used to be able to delay your turn. Yeah. It's just kind of OP is. because always going second is always more tactically more advantageous. So it's. It feels a little like shades of that, just to wait to the end of someone's turn. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so let me let me let me go back then, because yeah, yeah, I don't I don't want to be cheating this the game. So I do grab Stanley's flying sword though, and when I, uh, you know, go over to the edge and look down, is it down there? The, the uh, you see it sli You see it sliding down. You can just barely make out its form as it slides its way down. Seems I'm very I'm, able to walk along the wall. I'm raging. I mean, I'll jump after it with the with the Stanley sword in hand, and the, you know, to do a plunge attack on its butt. Okay. All right. So uh, you do this. You jump off the side. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off the side and try to try to pierce it. Reckless attack, naturally. Do okay. I notice him jump off the side? You do. Um, all right. Uh, reckless attack. What's your attack roll? It is a fourteen. Okay. Uh, let me see. Here now, you're going to have to give me a acrobatics seal check as well, please. Acrobatics, because I'm landing. You, you jump off the side and you're trying to land on a difficult. That's, target. that's true. That's true. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, all right. It's a uh, fourteen. Okay, so you jump off the side, line up where you think he is, where you see the form, and sink right on down. As you as you fall down the shaft, you, you sink the sword right into it and land on top of him, and you both start falling as he loses his grip on the very narrow wall. Cool. Um, roll your damage dice. Sweet. Uh, Stanley, uh, what's your sword do? Uh, <laughs> my sword is a 1d8 plus your dex modifier. Okay. Dex sword? Interesting. Okay, all right. A five. Five points of damage. 
Okay, so the sword sinks in. Um, you stab right. it. You go to land on it, but he doesn't have that firm of a grip even for himself as he sort of nimbly goes down. He goes, like a cat does, and screams, and he's flying, and you're falling. How far yeah. away are they? Are they? Can I hit him with a feather fall? Uh, 30 feet. Oh, let me see. Well, is it your turn? It's not your turn yet. I it? cast it as a reaction. No. It's a it, reaction. It's a sorry. It has a speed of reaction. Yes, casting time uh, one reaction. You haven't used your reaction for this round. Okay, perfect. You're good to go. I hit him with a uh, feather fall. You're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Kyle. I was calculating the fall damage. Uh, well, well, I would have gotten some time to catch. Yeah. Like I don't know. know. I don't know. This was unplanned. <laughs> I'm just saying, in this moment, before he did that thing, I was thinking, how many feet's the hole, and how many dice is, is that? Because he's a cat. He's going to land on his feet. Yes. I don't but know I'd be on the cat. <laughs> Giving all, me its cat You're not on the cat. cat. <laughs> you're not on the cat. Also, uh, Varel, you're feeling the pull of my sword wanting to escape your grip. Ooh. Can I fly with it now that I'm light and airy? I don't think it can carry people. It's trying uh, to wriggle with, free, but that's Bo's call. With the, with in combination with Featherfall, uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait till that turn happens. Or else, <laughs> your turn. You're taking your move, some of your move. Cool. So, so I did free action, grab the sword, move action, jump after it. Succeeded in that. Did the stab. You did an and... action. You have a bonus and maybe a bit of movement left, but you can't really move anywhere. So, cool. I will use my bonus to light myself on fire and deal three damage in the area. <laughs> okay yeah you set yourself on fire and everything around you a pulse of flame jets out lights up the pit as you fall down it it um it's a constitution save for the for the opponents right yes 13 all right it does no damage to it but uh it does make it nervous you see its eyes you know doesn't like fire And, um, yeah, okay, uh, Hope, it's your turn. Or, sorry, no, it's the uh, monster's turn. The monster, with renewed vigor, attempts to close in on you and bite your face off, Hope. Uh, let's see what his attacks actually are. Uh, one of his tentacles, so let's do a tentacle attack. Uh, it swings at you with all of them, misses completely. It, uh, doesn't seem to be actually very tactically sound, and then it attempts to bite you and uh, also misses. It uh, doesn't make any attempts to leave. It's standing there. Either it's going to it's going to die or it's going to kill you. It looks undeterred, even though it's not able to get you. <laughs> Hope, your turn. I <laughs> shrink it and make it a pet. All right. I'm going to shoot it again in the brains with this thing. Okay. Uh, all right. Roll attack roll, please. Uh, nine. Okay. Uh, you go to nine total. You go to, to shoot yeah. it and you miss. Hit the wall behind it. Rocks. <laughs> you hear the sound of ricochet. Yeah. And then uh, I'll... You have moving bonus remaining. No, I'll just stay where I am and start reloading again, staring at it in the beak. All right, Stanley. Uh, all right, I'm pulling the sword. <laughs> okay. Com- in tandem with the feather fall magic, you are able... To sort of pull it, but it moves at half speed, and Pharrell is on it. It's difficult terrain for the sword to travel. 
Okay, that's fine. I stretch out my hand. I'm gonna pull it just back to me. Now it's got to travel up. Varel is oh, thirty falling right. thirty that's... feet, so it's actually got to go vertical thirty feet to get back to even attaching himself to a ledge. Okay, so is it just straight up fifteen feet? E... This doesn't do the up and down dimension. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I will put. Uh, let's here. Let's make use of the tools here. I'll say. 30 feet. Yeah, falling. it's just straight up. It's just straight up. Okay, so we'll change that to now 15, 15 feet. Okay. So that's the bonus action. Um, then I am going to... I yell, come back, you coward! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Gosh, dang it. None of this is good. Somebody stole my sword. Um, I guess I'm going to stab this creature again. Let's see how <laughs> that goes. Yeah, it does sound so bored, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just stab this creature. Yeah, just stab a creature. It's fine. Uh, no. Stanley's eyes in this desperate situation flash silver again. And once again, the words in a language no one understands. Alit Orish Yataldin! And everybody gains five bonus hit points. Okay. And uh, can move, except for Varel is falling, can move five feet in any direction as a reaction if they want. Okay, but not so through without not... provoking an opportunity attack. So I'm going to step back. Okay. Can we do this without Yeah, you can move 5 feet. Uh that'll pro oh, and it doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Yes, correct. And then for my movement, I would move back to here. Okay. Uh, now, Varel, you can actually swing yourself five feet with the sword, like force the sword over five feet if you want. Sweet. Yeah, I will I will start making my way this direction. Okay. Yeah. So you, you Tarzan, you're basically it's like you swing one way and swing the other way and force the sword into a different position, but it's Sweet. still driving. Wait, I thought he let go of the sword. I thought the sword was coming back to me. Is he holding no, the sword? No, he's holding the sword. I'm flying on the sword. You feather falled me, and now I'm light enough to be propelled by the sword. <laughs> oh that's, why it's that's why it can only move 15 feet, because there's a heavy thing hanging from I me. gotcha. I gotcha. I wasn't following properly, but now I'm now I'm with you. This is good. This is, this all is like good. our first combo X-Men power. I like this. This is great, actually. Um, so, yeah, that was my turn, actually. Okay. Um, I didn't skip you, Nash, did I? It's, you I did, but it's okay. I, I just, by the way, I just moved. Uh, that move that you gave us, we could move then, right? The five feet? Yes. Okay. I it's moved. immediate. Yeah. I moved five feet then. Hope, just did you want to move at all? To here. Five feet? No, it's I'm against the wall. I've never seen this thing before. I'm going to, and it keeps missing me, so I'm going to keep standing my ground. The more it okay. misses, the more confident I get. Gotcha. Um, all right, Nash, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to firebolt. This guy. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to. One second. All right. Let me roll for hit. 14. 
And I get one D ten for damage. Well, did I hit? Uh, what did you roll, Storm? Sorry, uh, fourteen. Yep, hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what did I just say? D10, ten one D10. for damage, I think. Okay. It is an eight. Okay, uh, so you fire fire it out. <laughs> the firebolt. <laughs> Lands into its brain matter and makes this little opening, little strands of brain, sort of like twirly spaghetti, hang off from its side and goes, ah, 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 makes this weird, strange sound. It's undeterred and not dead, but uh, you've delivered a critical blow to it. Awesome. Uh, any bonus action or moves? I just smile and look to the. Look right next to me here, where Varel is struggling to re- regain his strength or his uh, standing with us. That's all. Varel, it's your turn. Excellent. So, using the shift, I will swing off the sword onto the wall and begin climbing furiously as my move action, since I'm lighter. So I've let go of the sword. Do you suffer? Do you have any special racials that allow you to climb quicker, or is it difficult terrain? Uh, I'm lighter. I'm feather falling, so would I like? I, I have swim, but obviously you would that still be work. subject to gravity. Although you wouldn't fall quickly, it doesn't necessarily make you. It's not zero g where you can prepare yourself upward. Oh, gotcha. it doesn't work like zero g, right? So it just makes you light when it comes to the pull of gravity. Okay, uh, I mean, it's... so I'd give you advantage on your roll. Let's do that. Okay, and well, I already have advantage because I'm raging on. How, how far can I go? Like, what's the... I know the old, like, 3.0 way was to divide it by five, and that's how far it's, you can it's go. It's divide your movement by two for difficult terrain. Um, sometimes you have a climb speed, depending on your racial, which is sort of why... Oh, you, gotcha. so some Some races, like Tabaxi, I know, can just climb, no problems. Um, so they just have a climb speed, and they don't need rope. Um, I imagine um, lizard folk might be able to climb all right. Actually, I'm just looking up your... I only have a swim speed on my racial... Yeah, you're more of a swimmer um, than a climber, I think. Yeah. But you have claws, and you can dig in, and you're given some lightness. So we'll go with the climb. Cool. Well, let's see what I get, because I will definitely use the shift to swing off the sword, so it's now free, and I'm but on the wall. It'd be half moving speed, so you'd be able to get to the top with 50 cool. feet and just stand there. All right. Except some, I think someone's standing there. Well, I, I could make a little diagonal motion sure, in my climb. You could cool. just be standing on the ledge. There's a little ledge there. We'll say that. All right. So it's an 11 for the climb. Okay. Um, yeah, you make your way up to the top. Uh, it's a little difficult. You miss a few handholds, but with the lessened weight, you're able to bring yourself up to the top and climb up, and you're standing on a very narrow surface ledge as Nash is occupying most of the passage. Was that my standard action? That's all your move. Oh, my move. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and as a standard, I want to, but I can't move, right? Or can I do that? Rush You've used step? all your move. You've used yeah. all your. Move. You can dash, uh, sure, which means you don't get your action, but you can, you get your double your movement speed, basically worth of movement. Oh, oh, yes, yes, I will do that. I will dash and then use my free action as my hungry bite, and I'll bite the brain. Okay. okay. Awesome. Check out the brain <laughs> on the big brain. Like, uh, reckless attack to <laughs> hungry bite the brain. A 24. 
Uh, roll your damage dice. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. All right. Um, and I gain three we, health. Uh, what do we do? All right. So you bite that. You bite down on the brain, sinking in. It's very foamy. And and it floats. So now you've sort of jumped up a little bit, you know, hugged it in this bite. You're hanging off by your teeth now, uh, as you bite it, and your weight causes it to fall down, and and you sinks your teeth in further, causing an additional uh, amount of damage. Five points of damage. You bite in until your jaws connect inside, and you take a full bite of brain in your mouth. It's delicious. It tastes mm. warm, and it's like, you know, um, pop rocks. Yeah. Yeah, there's like electricity in there. You got this feeling of pop rocks in your mouth. It's, it's just, it's crazy how it feels. Gross. And the the monster sort of screams, ah, ah, and hits the ground. <clears throat> and the corpse drops to the ground. Just Over don't here. drink any soda. <laughs> and you get this pop rock feeling in all these brains. And you, as you're chewing, these little particulate of brains are flying out of the side of your mouth as you look back at the rest of the party. And, uh, the, the the monster doesn't move any further. I'll take another bite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're out of combat rolls. Uh, free actions now. Pharrell moves over to it, and you start feasting on the, the brain. All right. Sword gets called back to me. Uh, I'm guessing based on the timing, the temporary hit points are going to fade. I don't remember. How long does it take for those to fade? I think it's a minute, right? Yeah, so that'll probably be gone. So just make sure you take those off. All right. The uh, the hall is quiet, except you do hear a little cry from the bottom of the pit. Can't see the bottom, but you hear <laughs> Very faintly. <laughs> oh, from the... Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to untie the rope from me. <laughs> What was, was the rope for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to try to run at the, the symbol if things got weird. Oh, it was the rope plan. Then you only need two people. Why are you trying to get three and four on there? <laughs> I didn't know. I thought maybe we thought we were going to go over the edge. So we would all be connected together. And I don't know. Good thing okay. it wasn't tied to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I was curious. Um, yeah. All right, so again, there's no threat within the area. Varel's feasting on brains. The black cave cavernous rock is moist and damp. Air is breezy and light. And the um, the symbols continue to glow. Like a like a dog coming up out of a, a thirsty drink. Ah, 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 oh, what a. How'd I get here? <laughs> well, you uh, you got in a fight, Varel. You nearly got yourself killed. Uh, but uh, here we are. You killed the brain. Good. Well, this is um, delicious. But we still have to get past these runes. Well, we do have flesh now. True flesh that we can uh, push onto the rune. Um, that's true. We could. Why don't we shuffleboard him on a cross, see what happens? <laughs> All right. Stand back. I'm gonna back up to here. There we go. Oh, <laughs> there we go. 
we combine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, pardon me, pardon me. Pardon oh, excuse me. Sorry, 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 excuse me. Oh, sorry. All right, I will give a heave from the bottom, since this thing is a little roundish, and see if I can roll it onto the, the glyph at this distance. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to toss it onto the glyph from that distance. Cool. All right. I will Athletics. It. Athletics. 17. Okay. You toss it on. You can tell there's a little bit of life left in it, even though you're eating it. The tentacles twitch a little bit. And you toss it onto the glyph, and the glyph immediately warms up, turns a bright red. And a giant black cloud fires out from the source source point of the glyph. I'm just gonna draw a thing here. Um, let's see. Colleague online. One, two, five, ten, fifteen. Whoa. No, it's a 15-foot radius. Okay, this is what we're going to do. So, there, there, there. Sorry, I drew a wrong square. <laughs> uh, oh, it's 15 foot from the glyph center. Sorry, the glyph is, like, really large, so hang on. Their drawings, yes, let me redraw. Um, that's one. There you go, poof! Right in that area that I've just drawn out, dark black cloud <laughs> appears. And for those of you with dark vision, you can't see into it. No one can see into it. This magical cloud of darkness now hangs in this part of the passageway. It's strange in appearance. It doesn't look like smoke. It just looks like blackness. And you can't... It's, it's impenetrable with your vision. Pharrell? Am I in pain inside? No, it's right in front of you. You look oh. ahead and you see nothing. You're just staring into nothingness. Like even when you close your eyes, you can see, you know, if you look up at the sun, you'll see the veins and the little little sim- symbols and cool things that happen. Um, but you see nothing. It's blacker than black when you look into this area. Oh, stagger back a bit. Can we blow into it? I'll blow with the smoke. I'll walk up to like, it. You're going to go like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, roll. Um... <laughs> uh, we're not going to roll a check for this. You blow into it. It does nothing. <laughs> it doesn't move, doesn't swirl. It appears completely unaffected by you blowing at it. <sighs> nothing. A magical darkness. Nash, can you sense anything? I can run an arcana check. Hold on. Okay. 17 plus... I have too many windows open. Hold on a second. Uh, Five, so that's... uh, it's, uh, It's 22. Okay, you examine it uh, to see if it's familiar to you. You don't think you've seen this kind of a thing ever happen before, but you recognize it for what it is. This is someone whose ability uh, can exploit mana waves into such a form as to create a magical field of darkness. You can't see anything. 
Is it simply darkness, or would there be other effects? Yes. You see darkness in the shape of smoke. Like, it looks smoky. Like, it has these sort of clouds, this nebulous sort of feeling to it. It doesn't look... It looks like gaseous, so it looks like you could enter it or cross into it. Um, It just looks black. It's just pitch black. I will will make a fist expecting pain and stick it into the darkness. All right. You you put your hand into the darkness and it disappears into the blackness, but you still feel that you have a hand. And when you pull it back out, your hand is still there. Maybe it was supposed to be used with the monster. You walk in, you set off the darkness, and then the thing grabs you. Yes, the brain had no eyes, so it wouldn't have been affected. We have the wall's edge, though, to guide us through. That's true. I say we use that to help assure our way through it without getting lost. It's that or we climb down. I'm okay walking through. I shall lead, and I will stick my hand on the side wall and start, you know, like a maze, kind of walking along it. Shall we grab hands? Yeah. Okay. Everyone, everyone holds hands and begins their journey into the darkness, clutching the wall. Eventually, you're all consumed in darkness and can't see anything, but you can feel the wall and feel one another's hands. Feel it five minutes goes by, ten minutes goes by, and it feels like it's happening forever, and you don't know when you'll see the exit. Everyone's moving real slow. And that's where we'll leave it for this week. <laughs> In the dark. Alright. Next week, we find out what's at the other end of it. Uh, I really like this map. I, this is <laughs> Pro- so cool. probably, mu- probably mushrooms. Probably more <laughs> probably mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah, probably always more mushrooms. mushrooms. If you are listening to this and you're thinking, man, we gotta we gotta find out more, guess what? You wait till next Saturday at uh three thirty no, three PM mountain time, two PM Pacific. That's uh five PM Eastern to find out where our adventurers go next. You wanna go to therewillbedungeons.com in the meantime. There's ways to contact us, leave your thoughts, submit your cool art that maybe you've made, all that kind of great stuff. We recommend all of that. Uh, of course, and I guess that's going to do it. Thank you all for listening, watching, and otherwise observing. Uh, this is a great episode. I really enjoyed this Thanks one. Thanks for auditing, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good, you guys. And if you have physics questions about this one, send them to Bo. Bo Schwartz <laughs> on Twitter. Bo He'll, at email.com. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get you all fixed up. It's not even funny. Why is that funny? I don't know why it's funny, but it's funny Just nonetheless. email me at bo at email.com. Uh, but well done, everybody. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Kyle, for John, for Kristen, for Bo. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. And we'll be back next time for another episode of There Will Be Dungeons, which I can't find music for. There it is. It's not working at all. There it goes. See you next week, everyone.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.